Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. What is happening to all the queens? What's up, queens? We are back with your weekly dose of fucking hell. Back with hell is what we're back with. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this Sunday afternoon. I'm sorry that I didn't schedule this a little better. What do you guys like? Do Do people prefer... If I get like a hard schedule for the female dating strategy or should I just keep doing them whenever I find a little bit of time? I don't know. Uh, I happen to be near the studio. I got some stand up to do later and I figured, you know what, let's just let's just crank out some of these episodes because we fucking hate ourselves. Uh, shout out to all the, the scrotes, the negative value males, the low value males and... I want to say the high-value males, but are high-value males really listening right now? Or are we all high-value males? Uh, Shout-out to KDC, first time live. Congrats, man. I I mean, uh, I don't know. It's your fucking funeral, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Part of me is... This this is the most... Like, everything else I do, I genuinely enjoy doing. The bathhouse, low-value mail, boys cast, all that stuff. And this is... This is what we like to call bitter bittersweet um as always oh someone said they love filth city if you have uh that's the movie i made about the crackhead rob ford if you have tubi which i think everybody has tubi it's just on your tv you can watch it just go check out um filth city oh and i figured out the chat the chat's fixed we're back um we're back on it unsaved project says yo i'm currently a very depressed low value male well well then watch this and hopefully we're, we're gonna raise your spirits or uh, we're gonna make you even more depressed. You'll be a depressed scrote. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is one of those things that's good for humanity or bad. I, d- I don't know. Uh, by the way, give the stream a like. I will give away at 100 likes, as I always do, a scrote membership. Become a scrote. Uh, or if you don't want to win a membership, if you just want to support the channel, you can do so. Many avenues. Uh, Patreon.com slash low value mail. Hit the join button below on YouTube, or you can. We're on locals now. Um, LowValueMail.locals.com. You can support us any which way. You get honestly, we're just stacking up the stuff you get now too. It's there's a lot of shit you get, but anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into shilling. Can you shill for yourself? Uh, I don't think so. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, this week's episode. So we're we're at episode thirty seven. I honestly. Not to become uh, too much of a fucking drama queen here, but I very f- much feel like Sisyphus rolling the stone up the hill. Because I went and looked at how many, and there's just so many more episodes. Good God. It's like it never ends. It ne- like I, It's as fast as I can. It's like I Love Lucy, that scene with the bonbons or whatever. Like I just feel like I just can't catch up. It's it feels it feels impossible, but we're going to get there. We're eventually going to catch up. Just so you know for people, here's the plan for the female dating strategy. Eventually we're going to catch up and then this stream is going to move to every other week, bi-weekly uh is what we're going to do because I'm not going to do one every week just to do one episode. We'll do 
once every other week, roughly, and we'll do two episodes, and then hopefully sometimes one of those episodes will be a skip. Uh, JJ Lieberman is in the chat. What's up, JJ? Guys, do you want to see JJ come in? I was actually thinking before this episode, do we want to see JJ come in live in studio to do one of these? Let me know what you think. Should we get JJ in? Oh, Nick Kingman, dude. $50 super chat, man. That is too kind of you. You did not have to do that, but we very much appreciate it. Uh, that money will be going directly to Carolyn Ellison and Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, do we want JJ in? Okay. Next. Okay, JJ. So this is exciting. This is We're crowdsourcing this show. Next week, next episode, JJ is going to be live in the studio, and we're going to be uh, doing some female dating strategy. Um, JJ, I'm at the stand at 930, so I'm doing this, and I'm going to the stand, so I can't come to dinner. But if anybody wants to come, if you're in New York City and you want to come watch some comedy, I'll be at the stand. 930. Okay. Uh, without further ado, too much rambling. I'm still sick. I got this cold. This cold. This cold's going around. Not not going away. I'm doing everything. I just started a, a three day fast too. So hopefully that'll purge my body um, of this illness. Anyways, rambling. Let's get on to it. This episode is. This is actually a good one. I saw this title. I go. Oh, this is actually pretty solid. Body shaming men for their own good. So we were told body shaming was bad, but maybe it's not bad. Maybe there is a good sign. To body shaving and uh, get a neti pot. I'm not even that. I'm not even that stuffed up. It's just like the most minor. It's actually how COVID was. Uh, my first time I got COVID was just like a mild cold um, for a week. So, anyways, without further ado, episode 37 of the female dating strategy: body shaving men for their own good. Let's do it. <laughs> What's up, queens? What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest meme only podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. And this is Savannah. And I'm Lilith. So today we're going to address a common criticism of FDS, which is that we body shame men. And my response to that is, hell yeah, and we do not apologize. We Why would, no. Nothing. Weirdly enough, both men and even some women don't like FDS because we're seen as too mean and body shaming towards men because we believe that women should be able to have physical preferences or physical standards. And I want to start off by saying everybody should be able to have preferences and standards. Okay. Saying that some of the criticism that we get is not always in good faith or is not always uh, like accurate. There seems to be this idea that FDS promotes like only one single uh, ideal male body type. He has to be. I mean, first off, the real criticism of FDS is it's going to keep a lot of women single for life. Although I think that's what they want. Crazy tall, you know, super sharp jaw, buff. Full, full head of hair, the six 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 thing, the six Basically six six me. thing, right? You're describing six foot, me right six now. Inches. Men will try to like negotiate down. Oh, six inches. Women's standards by saying things like, "Oh, only five percent of the population has all of these traits that you're looking for," kind of thing. And so we want to. So I want to say straight out the gate that with FDS, we tell women to be honest with themselves about they about. No, you don't. You that is such a lie out of the gate. I'm sorry to get fired up about this, but no, you do not tell women to be honest. The last thing you are telling women to do is take a fucking real hard look in the mirror and evaluate themselves honestly. That is not what you're doing. What they like as an individual and that beauty is subjective. So let's let's start out from there. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a post on FDS 
where some woman expresses her personal sexual preferences and it gets shared all over reddit it gets shared all over twitter and then there's guys in the comments posting all sorts of insane statistics they've had on deck about how what she wants is like a minuscule portion of the population and i'm like why are you wasting your time on this (laughs) the thing about this the thing about that is i'm just wondering are they trying to demoralize women out of fucking the guys we want to fuck yeah yes that's it they're basically like you got to yes. sell. I think that's ding, it. Ding ding ding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, it's almost like the way like they do this a lot when you talk about height. They start talking about how oh only zero point zero three percent of the population is above six feet. And what? It's like, nope. That can't be true. They're not. I see fucking tall guys all the time. It's like half the guys out there. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I see. Well, just because you're noticing them, you fucking tall bigot. Like men who are tall sense. all the time. Firstly, and like secondly, even if that is true, that's still like what's your point? People can have a a preference that only includes you know one person in the world they are entitled to have that preference yes yeah like you could be like in the movie practical magic like i only want to date a guy who has one blue eye and one green eye and knows how to flip pancakes and stuff and was born on a thursday i was born on a thursday yes and then you get the luxury of dying alone no matter how fucking ridiculous or you know even if you say oh that you know you have these standards and that person literally does not exist it's like first of all he could first off i will say yes you are allowed to have any preference you want except if you uh, discriminate against trans people because you think that biologically they're not uh, the sex that they say they are, that is actually uh, that's not okay. You never know that, and we, and we do not. We do not. Uh, we're not okay with that. And secondly, none of your business. You're not hurting anyone by having physical standards. And it sort of represents their lack of understanding of FDS. They seem to think that we are appealing to every single man out there which is why you see these men sort of inserting themselves into our definition of high value so for example they'll say um you know tell you what i don't want to insert myself into any of these broads huh? <laughs> you know, i wouldn't date you anyway it's like firstly we wouldn't want to date you secondly the whole point of fds is to find a man that is that you're attracted to and who treats you well which unfortunately seems to be a minority of men i mean so if our preferences exclude a lot of men that's sort of the point <laughs> it's a minority of men partially because they don't put nearly as much effort in their appearance as a group as they should okay can we pull over on this one and expand on this yes pull over men tend to hyperfixate on the pull traits over. that they can't control so that they can blame women for being shallow rather than having to put any effort into becoming more attractive mm-hmm. that's it that's it facts preach send me to church so many times when we express a physical or sexual preference men just look at that and they're like oh i guess i just have to give up or there's nothing i can do oh so you just want me to die then <laughs> Or like, yeah, or you're you're, really you're promoting you're promoting eugenics by having sexual preferences. Or you're promoting male suicide. If you say, "Oh, I don't want to date short guys," then short guys will be like, "Oh, so you just want me to kill myself?" Then nobody said that, but you know. <laughs> Shout out to all the short kings. By the way, like the stream, please give it a like. Let's get to a hundred likes. I'll give away a channel membership. Like, that's on that's on you. Like so, that's what yeah. you think. So they're completely used to women lying or virtue signaling about the types of men they find attractive in a way that men never do for women. Right. Mm. And that's the most frustrating part about having this discussion about physical attractiveness is because I think and I don't know if it's just because of the manosphere, but for literally my entire life, it's been very, very clear what kinds of things men find sexually attractive. They talk about waist to hip ratio. They talk about breast size. They talk about um, they don't like women who are too muscular. Uh, We talk about how we love your big, beautiful brains and how smart you are. And funny. I want women with long hair, foot size, skin color, nipple size, like nipple size, nipple color. If it sags, <laughs> shape, like the whole shebang. But if I get up here and I say I prefer a man who has. A- By the way, I, I, you know, as much as I hate it, I agree with the chicks right now. Guys, do not succumb to them. You know, when they are whatever sh- shaming or whatever the 
fuck. They're allowed to. We've been doing it. We invented this shit, boys. Trapezoid body shape. Then I'm body shaming men who are round. And I'm body shaming. And you're into eugenics, right, as well. Don't forget that. You're into eugenics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm into eugenics. And I want all the men. I feel like they take trolls really seriously. Like someone's like trolling and they're like, ah, this is eugenics. And then they're like, you yeah. You don't have that to die. And I'm promoting the suicide rate among young men. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're so fucking hysterical. Like they just catastrophize. Okay. Okay. I might have heard men are hysterical. Men are hysterical. Women's standards. I'll, actually, as an aside, I just want to pull over and, and like. State. What are we saying? Pull over now? Where did, where did this come from? Just, is this what we're saying? Is this is this the new unpack? Is pull over? I don't like this. Real quick, because the word high value men gets thrown a lot on the internet. I think because value is subjective. I think when when FDS when we say like, oh, a high value man wouldn't do that, or a high value man wouldn't treat you badly, blah 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 blah. Men li- listen to that and they fucking laugh because in their mind, they think uh, men think that a high value man is a man who is tall, attractive, who gets lots of women, who's probably very rich. And they think in their mind, they think that type of man is allowed to treat women badly. And so I want to be clear with FDS. For us, a high value man is someone that adds value to the, the individual woman's life. Right. So a man could be high value to one woman and not be high value to another again because value is subjective so when we say a man is high value or even if we say a man is low value it's not like a death sentence if we say a man is low value <laughs> like there are things that you can do to improve yourself and just because you're low value, oh i hope there's no guys who were tuned into one episode of this show randomly heard that they were low value and then killed themselves value to one woman might not mean that you're you could be they could be higher value too i mean obviously this is what one of the most obvious things yeah you might be a six and you might not get with a 10, but to a five, you're, you know, Brad Pitt or some shit. Oh, yeah. But certain things are deal breakers, Relative. right? So being lazy, or, lazy is always low value, right? Treating women badly, always low value. Generally, our definitions of high value and low value center on character issues, right? So when we talk about like... Majority yeah. of the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah majority exactly. of the time, like 90%. But then keeping physically fit, eating healthy. Showering. Showering. Wiping your ass. Wiping your ass. Just hygiene. Putting effort in your appearance. I mean, those are things that are also habits. Dressing like an adult man and not a toddler. Right. Those are habits, right? Those are habits. Those are um, you investing in your physical attractiveness to the opposite sex, which the opposite sex generally finds attractive. And women tend to know that. So women tend to invest at least something into their physical appearance to be sexually attractive to men. But it seems like there is no reciprocation, or at least not even close to the amount of reciprocation needed coming from the male half of the species. So some of the some of the corrective uh, body shaming that that some of the body shaming that FDS does is actually corrective in the sense of men need to know that women have physical standards and we need to start enforcing said physical standards. And to the extent that they can meet them, they should meet them. You obviously- I mean, everybody has physical standards, although it does seem that women's standards are physical standards are lower than men's because like a man values physical standards way higher than a woman. Like a woman would be like, well, he's a gross slob but he's rich and successful so you can't do anything about your height but you can go to a department store you actually can't do something about your height apparently there's this crazy surgery where you can lengthen your shins or some shit and you can get another three four inches and learn how to dress for your body type right or uh, like they do stuff like that for free right you can literally go to like the men's department or you can go to hustlers university and get uh i think they do measuring for men similar to how they do bra fitting for women in like uh female department stores you can go to department stores and get these services done you can go to a barber and have them cut your hair a certain way you know barber 
like comparatively going to a barber is nowhere near as expensive as it is for women to get their hair cut so when i just see guys walking so then why don't women go to barbers stupid around with like the super cuts like bowl haircut i'm like you, you didn't even try right <laughs> the five dollar super cuts haircut yeah if you're still going there and you're not a child anymore then you know you're making a decision to not invest in your physical appearance in a way that's going to be attractive to women yeah and i do want to point out that um a lot of attractiveness isn't even necessarily about um like genetics a lot of it is about effort and a lot of it is also about wealth let's just be real right there, you know there's the line like uh you're not ugly you're just poor and i know that some people say it's like classist or mean of me to say that um but if a guy like can't literally cannot afford to like be attractive like i don't want to date him i'm sorry like i have i do have income requirements as well uh which are also perfectly valid for women to have and so um but it just doesn't cost as much for men to be attractive as women. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Consider the yeah, but then they fucking lose it all on the dating and shit, and all the dinners and all the bullshit. Pink tax. Like, that's why. That's why there's not as much sympathy here because the pink tax for women, in addition to our differing biological functions, which, which makes us have to spend money on things like pads and tampons and a lot more toilet paper, et cetera, et cetera, like things that women have to pay for to invest in our just basic hygiene. More toilet paper. What? Men, as I see it, they don't even spend as much on basic hygiene as we do if they were to just like spend as much as we spend on basic hygiene and put it into their appearance then they would be a lot closer to us than they are but as of right now they're not doing any of that yeah okay controversial controversial take okay i actually think it should be the norm for men to get hair transplant surgery when they start going bald what (laughs) that's fucking this is literally hey controversial take everybody any chick on a cup Mandatory breast augmentation. That is mandatory. And a lot of guys will be like... This is maybe the stupidest thing I've ever heard any of these chicks say. This is a next level insane take Oh, but it's expensive. It's like ten dollars to $20,000, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guess what? Women will probably spend at least that much on their hair over the course of their lifetime. So for women, the cost is more spread out over the course of their lifetime. But we're still spending a lot of money on our hair, right? And, you know, you look at Machine Gun Kelly. He used to be going bald. And he was not that attractive back then. Now he's dating Megan Fox after getting hair transplant surgery. So yeah, that's all it was. That's all it was for Machine Gun Kelly. Is he just got some hair transplants? Uh, every man, if he was responsible, he would save up his entire life. To, a, a smart man would put would have a savings account and save up his entire life for when he. Hey, ladies, let me tell you something, okay? You obviously do not get this, but a woman would much rather have a balding dude with fifty grand than a dude without fifty grand but has hair. I'm pretty he starts sure. Going bald. I'm conflicted on that because you'll end up with the LeBron James hairline. And also, not all like bald men, I'll caveat, are unattractive. I think that would be like hair transplants is a is a potential avenue. What we're saying is white men. To speak. If you if he's insecure about going bald and he's and he's taking it out on women for not finding him attractive, if that makes sense. But if he's just cool with going bald and he's happy to rock his you know to rock the look, then I guess more power to him. Yeah, some guys will shave their head when they start going bald. Honestly, more power to him. Okay, I have a question. What about women whose hair is thinning? Do they need to get mandatory hair plugs? Because there's women who have thinning hair who could probably use this shit too. uh, I just don't think baldness is attractive. I like I take I have fairly really long hair. I think hair is an important signifier of like health and just overall attractiveness in men as well. Uh, If I have long, beautiful, amazing, flowing hair, I want a man to have a full head of hair too. And I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation because I hold myself any standard that I have for men, I hold myself to the same standard. Yeah, one of the tenets of FDS is that we don't standard shame. So whatever you personally find sexually attractive and want, we don't tell women they're not allowed to find that sexually attractive. So it doesn't really matter if men find it shallow or not. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's this weird dynamic where whenever a woman says like, oh, I actually do prefer men who are tall, rich and handsome. And then other women are like, I don't know why, but some women just react negatively to that. I do see these on the comments for 
unflared users on Reddit where they say things like, um, you know, women be like, well, personally, I actually prefer shorter men or personally, I actually prefer men with smaller penises and will attack the women who have the higher standard. But it never goes the other way, right? Except for at FDS, like we'll only attack right. <laughs> women for having lower standards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. And that's very deliberate. It was a very deliberate setup by the original mods to encourage women to be honest about what they are sexually attracted to rather than do that endless virtue signaling where one woman says she likes something that other women feel is too outrageous or too um or like she doesn't deserve it she doesn't deserve it and and just understand that's a tool of patriarchy right they're getting women to police other women's sexual attraction triggers and sexual what they find it's not the patriarchy it's just nature sexually attractive in a way that you just never see men do yeah we're all competing Man says he wants a, uh, wants a hot supermodel, blonde, huge tits. Every single other guy around would be like, yeah, you, you deserve that, bro. Like, they would never tear them down for wanting a more attractive... Yes, we do. We tear guys... I don't know if it's because I'm jaded because I hang out with comedians all the time, but I don't think so. Guys are pretty quick if their buddy is just, like, some loser and is like, yeah, I deserve all... This. You're like, who the fuck do you think you are? Women. They would fuck yeah. each other up. They're allowed to just have their sexual preferences and just have them be what they are. And they're... And... To be honest, it's not even just them having their sexual preferences. A lot of times they go out of their way to shame and antagonize women who don't meet said sexual preferences, right? Or who they feel don't deserve the partners that they get if they are not what this particular man feels is attractive. Case in point, I uh, I had kind of a joke on my Twitter. There's this woman who is a fitness model and she just posted her 16 year anniversary now i know nothing about their relationship so this was just me trying to be funny but i retweeted it because her husband's like a little bit chunky and i said a little bit he's fucking morbidly obese yeah he's he's big he's big especially compared to her and her being an actual he weighs at least like 300 pounds like minimum her being an actual fitness model so yeah she's beautiful yeah so i was like is it okay for a woman to cheat if her husband gets out of shape because women are visual creatures and him walking around like that is a reflection of her because you see i mean again it's like they're forcing us to just deny what we just all understand which is that you will see this what they're describing all the time super hot chick super gross guy you just you see it all the time you see it way less the other way around why i mean i'm sure there's a lot of good reasons but to just just not acknowledge that this is something that's common because you see the opposite on twitter all the time where a celebrity or someone famous or not even not even famous sometimes if you just see a wedding photo and the woman's bigger than the man a lot of times you'll see guys in the comments talking about how this woman doesn't deserve a man like that just because she's bigger yeah men men will be so fucking ruthless to other men who are dating overweight women like just see how men treat pierce brosnan right like pierce brosnan married a woman when she was thin i can't remember the name of his wife but uh keely shay yeah and so she's a little overweight now, but she's still like, her face is still beautiful. She still dresses great. And he's still in love with her. And he still thinks she's beautiful, but people are so fucking mean. Or look at Keanu Reeves, right? Another guy that for some reason, Scrotes idolize him. Uh, you know, he's dating an age appropriate woman and she has gray hair. And they're all saying like, all the men online are reeing, being like, he should be dating a young hot supermodel. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So men police each other. I don't think guys are saying he should be. They're just like, why isn't he? I don't think there's guys who are like, Keanu, you must date a super hot chick. How dare you? They're probably just like, man, this guy could have anybody. To have higher standards. But men, women police each other to have lower standards. Correct. Shout out to the women who are doing that. Thank you. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. FDS does is we subvert mm-hmm. that norm where we police women to have higher standards, right? If anything, if we're doing any policing, it's that we're telling them that it's okay to have sexual attraction to attractive men, obviously. Part of um, this ethos, I think, led to the now defunct Finest Fuck Friday flare that was on the subreddit. Yeah. So months back, 
some of the mods decided to introduce a flair called Finest Fuck Fridays, where women could post pictures of their ideal body type, men that they found sexually attractive. And then on Friday, we would just basically all swoon over them. It was super mild stuff as well. So it wasn't like we were getting guys with their dicks out. It was sometimes it was a guy <laughs> who was topless or um, just it was, topless. It was a guy in a nice suit or he was um, just most like, of the time they were fully clothed. Like, and it was just a picture of their face. They were fully clothed. Yeah. But people on other subreddits or even within the subreddit just went off and just started comparing it to porn. I find it ridiculous. The double standards, an attractive man who's fully clothed, is seen as porn, but there's all these... Nobody... Oh, man. There must be just so many trolls on there, and these chicks just can't differentiate them, because nobody thinks Fucking that. subreddits of women being, like, degraded and, like, violently abused during sex, and for and those are seen as equivalent. It just goes to show, just like, you know, you and Ro, um, they've just been saying just how much, you know, women's sexuality is policed. If people, if people found it offensive that a group of women were coming together to say, oh. aren't they, weren't they just saying a minute ago that they are doing the policing? It's just in a different direction, but they are in fact policing oh, women. This man's attractive. Um, and it wasn't even like, and the comments weren't even like, you know how on these subreddits, which, you know, men go on, they're so vulgar and disgusting in the, the comments. subreddits. Yeah. I mean, we weren't saying like, oh, I want to sit on his face and he's going to make me come. It wasn't anything like that. It was just saying how, but do you, He's got a nice smile or he's so hot just really really mild in comparison and yeah it just it just triggered a lot of people both men and women and men comments will be like oh yeah i want to come on her face Ugh. i want her to take it up the ass yeah like that's how men talk about women who they find attractive i mean that's even mild for reddit to be honest that's mild stuff <laughs> and comparatively there was a lot more women in the comments as well who felt like they were being exposed to this or they felt they were very very viscerally reactive to finest fuck fridays because they felt like betrayed by fds or that fds um mm. was forcing them to look at i mean truck. look there's no scenario where you get a subreddit full of women that is not just going to devolve into pure chaos and infighting it's just again another law of nature apparently even though i think there was a spoiler on all of the finest fuck friday posts that if you didn't want to look at it you didn't have to but i thought it was really really interesting how women got offended at the idea that other women found some of these men sexually attractive yeah i still don't compl- i still can't completely wrap my head around it because some of the women were complaining that they thought it was like a dope they thought it was like uh outside of fds's normal ethos to have sexual preferences or look at men in a sexual way and i'm like i don't think you understood fds then like they were talking about like oh we need to decenter men and stuff and well fds we do tell women that they should center themselves and other women and men should be an addition to an already great life um and not be the center of your focus uh at the same time like you know if you're heterosexual you know you're gonna find men attractive so you know i I will admit i was skeptical about the concept of fine as fuck fridays um but then i realized like the importance of it right because so many women have been brainwashed their entire lives to think that there's something shameful about being attracted to attractive men or that they have to or that you know if they like a guy with a six pack that they're shallow and a bad person and they have to be attracted to unattractive men uh, in order to be like a good person. So I'm- I have never heard any of this. Maybe I'm just living as a guy, but I've never heard of this thing where women are forced to I think be. It's valuable and an important exercise for women. It's like mostly it's just like they have daddy issues. So then they're attracted to just some fucking dude who looks like me. I don't know. Women to be honest with themselves about what they find sexually attractive. Um, but the reaction to Finest Fuck Fridays was so overboard to me. It just seemed completely disproportionate to to what we were doing. Yeah, so for a long time, the the problem that women had was that they had to get married in order to 
functionally exist in society because women weren't allowed to own a bank account or own credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. So getting married was Yeah, but it's because you know how women be shopping. A way for women to be taken care of. And so in order to get women married off, all of society was collectively invested in telling women that their sexual preferences were not important because if they wanted to be taken care of properly, then they had to compromise on something and most of the time it was probably looks, right? So, so for a long time in a lot of different countries, and you can still see this today, the importance of women getting married is more important than women being attracted to their spouse or even compa- compatibility. Mm-hmm. The concept of romantic love has kind of been present, but it's always there was always an expectation that women grow into it, that they grow to be attracted to their spouse, that they grow to, fi- to find love with their spouse, but that for most of uh, most of the time, women were expected to look for things like security first, and then their sexual attraction was a, a secondary trait. And so what FDS is saying is that, no, you have a right to to your sexual preferences. You need to assert your sexual preferences. It's okay. You're supposed to, right? And that that any attempt to thwart someone's sexual preferences or say that they're less important is a way of suppressing women's sexuality and making us feel bad or that we have to choose men in the old way, which is choose men totally based on security who we would never be shacked up with if it wasn't for patriarchal forces. I mean, again, that's not everybody. There's, that's just like, you know, nobody at the, the, in the cream, you know, uh, like the top, they're not having to do this. It's just as you... Less and less options as you start having to settle. To be with them. Yeah. Yeah, just look at every period drama ever where women are, you know, in a situation where they're in love with the, you know, the hot stable boy or whatever, uh, but he can't financially provide for her. And so she has to marry some old ugly guy who has money and like the on her. Again, she doesn't have to. She chooses to because she, you know, values. Uh like that stability and money and stuff over like just a short-term thing where she's going to bang some hot dude. Wedding day, she's just like sobbing buckets because, uh, you know, she can't be with her, her true love. I want to uh, get railed by the stable boy. She can't be with the guy that she thinks is, that she thinks is actually hot. Um, and so because women no longer, you know, uh, rely on men financially, we can choose the men that we actually like now. What I find interesting about those those movies as well is that they always kind of make it seem like the woman is overreacting. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Because yeah. I love period pieces like that in period dramas, but they always make it seem like the woman who wants to marry the broke stable boy is irrational or overreacting. Um, but it's like you're asking a woman. Or stupid. Yeah, or stupid. You're asking a woman to sign up. I mean, when the mortality rate is like fucking you live till you're 42, I'm sure these decisions are a little different. Before. 40 years of sexual slavery to a man she does, she's not attracted to. Yeah. Like, they don't really explicitly say that in those movies, so I think it sometimes gives the impression that um, it's not as severe as the woman's reaction, but a lot of women, rather than do that, would try to commit suicide. I mean, because the idea is that you're literally going to have to bear children for a man you're repulsed by yeah. and have sex with, with a man you're repulsed by for possibly decades. Like, that is sexual slavery. That's patriarchy. Look, there are a lot... <sighs> okay. There's a lot of guys, girls too, but there's a lot of guys who are with a woman whose uh, looks have changed quite materially who stay in the game as well. So uh, let's not let's not forget the Just other side. Just back and think of England. Yeah. And, and, and you could possibly die trying to bear this ugly man's children who you don't even like. I actually have this theory that... Um... The reason why the has, has anyone else noticed like the average woman is so much more attractive than the average yeah. man? Yes. You know, people say that women are committing no eugenics if we want to date tall men, but I actually think that men have been committing a form of eugenics or a form of sexual selection against women 
for as long as patriarchy has been a thing because men choose attractive women right like men generally want to uh date and marry and have kids with it's pretty much all they care about yeah attractive women um it's, it's the main thing yeah. so generally female attractiveness has been selected for over the past several thousand years and that's why women are so beautiful and amazing uh, but since every any man with a some money or some property or whatever has been able to reproduce regardless of his actual physical attractiveness male physical attractiveness was not selected for as much in the past several thousand years so i think that it's not a, it's, it's about leveling the playing field i understand what they're saying i don't think that makes sense though because then wouldn't i don't right? know like both men and women have sexual attraction and engage in sexual selection as he should. That's how it's supposed to work. Look, women want stability, men want looks. That's it. The reason why it doesn't work that way or hasn't worked that way is because of patriarchy, which we and the and fucking the patriarchy. First compulsion towards marriage, which we keep explaining, is affirmative action for men. It's to make sure these bottom barrel dudes who women wouldn't choose have a chance, so they don't completely decimate society. Like they act like every guy is just you know dating some beauty queen like there's not millions of dudes who are just alone and bound to die alone and have no no options yeah, and it's actually for the health of humans as a species i think um i don't know i just feel like a lot of a lot of so many like men out there i just feel like they should have never been allowed to exist like they're i'm looking at their dad Whoa. and i'm just like really like <laughs> That's it. I don't have anything else to say. I'm like, really, a woman shows you at some point. Um, and you know the funny it's fucked up. thing is, even incels <laughs> will complain. They'll say like uh, that they hate their mom for marrying uh, their dad and having kids with their dad who is short. So they'll they're not even hating their dad for being short. They're hating their mom for choosing a short guy. And they're like, ah, oh, my mom cursed me to be short, and now I can't date women, and none of these bitches are letting me fuck them. Life is so unfair and horrible. And it's like, why do you hate your mom for choosing a short guy, but then you're also hostile to other women for? not choosing a short guy right like yeah that seems know? practically Do same- does that not seem consistent Faith having your son and this is also a thing which i don't Maybe quite not. understand about the whole like shallow argument is that surely it makes more sense to discriminate on something that a person like can't change because if you think about it, something like weight um you know never mind the fact that men are horrendously bad at guessing women's weight um but you know something like weight can change it can fluctuate and also two people can weigh exactly the same but- i mean to say generalize and i mean i've never seen a chick at a carnival guessing people's weight but it's always a dude they look very different based on their diet genetics training etc etc right but if some if, if a guy is you know five foot three he will never be over six feet it's not going to change so therefore it actually makes it actually makes more sense to discriminate based on something that you know someone can't change is it fair well no but sexual selection isn't fair Um, it makes sense to discriminate against someone for something they can't change like i don't know their race that's um and you know if you are into a particular trait that a person can't i mean there is like height um, there is height surgery now, but it's extremely expensive and very painful. Again, the scrotes were crying about that as well. But anyway, um, but um, and they were actually trying to say like, oh, women can get. By the way, so I don't want to give this away, but Savannah in a very recent episode, like I don't know, I, someone told me or something, she got lap band surgery. So breast implants easier than I can change my height, and I was like, that's really not flexed. Yeah, but breast implants are also. Uh, associated with a ton of health complications right so when they say that it's like they're they're saying oh you can risk your life on an unnecessary surgery to be more sexually attractive to the opposite sex yeah i don't see that as they're acting like women are privileged because we we can slash have to get all these unnecessary dangerous procedures to be attracted to them and it's like welcome to our world bitch like (laughs) i don't know that's why i don't feel any sympathy for him yeah i have such a hard time 
with men complaining when women express physical standards, especially on FDS. And with that, it was interesting to see after we retired the Finest Book Friday flares, there were still some people that were actually fans of it. And on our Patreon Discord, we actually had several people request that we bring back Finest Book as a channel. So it's kind of interesting to see the difference between the general population and the subreddit and then the FDSers who actually invested in our brand and seem to actually really, really get the importance of having sexual standards and who date and have an idea of what their prototypical man is. And not to fret if you're a man and you feel like you don't, you know, you may or may not live up to some women's physical standards. Like women do have varied sexual attractiveness triggers and they also have varying things on men's body that they find sexually attractive. There are obviously like trends towards certain things. Obviously like height is one of the, one of the items that women tend to find universally attractive. But I do find it interesting that other than that, body type is very different between the kinds of body types that women prefer. I actually dropped a body shape chart into the discord which showed the different types of body shapes that men can have and, and women you might be familiar with this kind of uh, body shaping if you've ever seen like the apple shape hair shape uh, inverted spoon um if you've seen those like they're usually sent around to help women learn how to dress for their body type well they do have body shaping charts for men and it's something that is not as widely known but i dropped in the discord and then we started to kind of come up with a consensus of what each woman found personally attractive or what body type they found personally attractive and it seemed a lot of has anyone got into this Discord yet? Women liked the trapezoid or the square shape, but there was a lot of other women who liked things like inverted triangle, which is basically like your shoulder to hip ratio in men. Your shoulder, waist, and then hip ratio. So for some men, their shoulders are a lot bigger than their hips and waist, and so they'd be a triangle ba- body type. Their shoulder, you know, their their waist might be midway between their shoulders and their hips, so they have a trapezoid body type. So there's just a lot of variation in physical body shapes that women actually do find attractive. But since men don't get dissected to that detail usually, they have this. They, they have, I mean, you're literally talking about like bodybuilders. That's what they go this for. This over fixation on height, right? Because there's other yeah. things about a man's body that women might find attractive besides their height. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, for me, admittedly, height is not the most important physical trait for me personally. Again, I'm not going to say like women out here have to be dating short men, but I have dated short men. And in fact, one of the guys, one of the scrotes I recently added to my pipeline, my scrote pipeline, um, <laughs> is... Uh, man, I wonder if the dudes in her scrotation know about this fucking podcast. That would be just red flag city she probably has to keep it private it, it must uh, is the same height as me and so to me height is not the most for again for me personally height is not the most important thing um i like when a guy's height it's like a bonus but it's not a requirement and the, to me also uh, again the point being that uh, attractiveness is subjective one of the things i actually like about guys who are a similar height to me is that i don't like how much much taller men can use their sort of physical size to intimidate me um like i i had a, i broke up with a guy the guy that i was dating while I found FDS actually. Ah, which I hope she doesn't tell it to this guy. She goes, you know, I really like that we're the same height because you're not very intimidating physically. Like I, when I was trying to break up with him, he like physically restrained me and wouldn't let me leave. Like oh wouldn't let gosh. me leave the house. And at the time, like I, we were a similar height and oh I was gosh. a little bit overweight at the time. So I had like probably 50 pounds on him and he was skinny. So I just like shoulder checked him. 50 pounds? 50 pounds on a dude who was much taller than you? door frame i was like i don't give a fuck i'm out of here and so um yeah so like that's kind of one of the upsides of maybe it's like up- <laughs> guys who are the same height as you is that they can't push you around um like they physically can't oh no sorry 50 pounds on the guy who was the same height still she was 50 pounds heavier than a guy of the same height interesting um, but yeah so but the point being that like not all women <laughs> like the exact same things although some women do like i don't know like there, there are certain trends yeah that that men notice that 
it gets sad about but yeah and and truth be told i don't like men who are a lot taller than me because sexually things don't always line up well you know what i'm saying that's a fair point that's a fair point it's not, and it's just a full-on sexual preference like i don't i don't like if i'm standing and like my face is just directly in their belly button right <laughs> yeah. that's not as fun for me and you can't really do like 69 and if you're trying to do doggy style you end up having to be at some you know you have to you have to have your feet like significantly off the floor and they have to be crouching yeah you gotta get a pillow in order to get things that line up sexually to get like the right angle so there is like a, a point of diminishing returns when it comes to men's height can you tell i talked to super tall guy once so um, there is a really long femur yeah yeah there is a point of diminishing returns for me when it comes to men's height like there's almost like a range of height but if you're talking like you know nba player size like maybe like six four and above then it gets weird but i would even say like even smaller than that is fine for me meaning there's there's a range of height that's fine and then above certain which like which it seems more attractive when you look at them from a distance meaning you're looking at a super tall man and you're like man that's sexy but then when you actually get to the physical sexual part of it it's just not as fun because you can't do as many things with a person who's that much taller than you i think i'm the same as you bro i've got like a massive contradiction like, i do like taller men but i hate feeling short at the same time i just don't like i've got massive <laughs> contradictions <laughs> make up your mind woman See, guys are gonna that's look- pretty classic uh just way a woman thinks yeah I mean, I like the idea of a tall guy on paper. I like seeing them. But then when I'm next to them, I just don't like feeling short. Like, I'm the tallest female in my family, and I'm, like, the same height as my dad. So I like being tall, um, or feeling tall anyway. But when a guy's, like, a lot taller than me, I'm just like, you know gary the snail that's what i feel like in spongebob like from spongebob <laughs> uh, so just like there's just like there's boyfriend dick there's boyfriend height yeah what's boyfriend dick you've heard of the concept of boyfriend dick so boyfriend di- so there what? was this twitter post a while ago of this woman saying i don't actually I don't know if it was twitter for it was reddit but there's a post that was around a while ago that was circulating that men were basically again reading over where a woman was expressing that she liked that her boyfriend wasn't too big she's like i like that you're not too big in size because it would be uncomfortable for me to try to have sex with you all the time if you had a massive dick you have what I like to call boyfriend dick. So it's an, an optimal size range for her. And I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because sport fucking guys with big dicks is great, but then it can be a chore because you have to be so wet to continuously fuck a guy who's way bigger than your vaginal capacity would suggest, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, a boyfriend dick is a guy you can have sex with and it'll be reasonably comfortable for you, even if you're not completely and totally lubricated all the time. Even though we totally suggest that that be the default to how you have sex instead of trying to let men feel like, oh, it's okay for it only be partially arise before they shove it in. But the idea being, being or the idea that they're trying to um, nuke is that a man with a bigger dick is necessarily better. But men heard that and they started to have a meltdown, right? Because they said that that was trying to destroy his ego, that she was negging him, that she was uh, trying to uh, have him, make him have low self-esteem. But I can see that. I mean, did she like, post a picture of him and his name and shit being a situation where she meant it as a genuine compliment but because men equate having a big dick with being the most sexually virulent or the most sexually pleasurable for women that they didn't understand what she was saying yeah so big dicks are fun for sport fucking so i'm not saying that they're not attractive and that they can't be fun i'm just saying for regular use women tend to like a smaller range or more moderate range yeah a more mod yeah let me let me rephrase that i don't want to say smaller range a more moderate a moderate to large range yeah just not humongous yeah i think it's maybe because men watch too much porn they have this idea that bigger is better and like they again this is a another example of women and men having different ideas about what makes men attractive and men projecting their own shit onto what they think women find attractive when we actually don't men have they just like money it's like linear view like the bigger the penis the more attractive or the better he is or whatever or the more of a man he is and it's like past a certain size yeah you do get diminishing returns yeah still good for once in a while though (laughs) (laughs) 
Men know that Savannah, you little dirty dog. You hear that? She goes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Women are attracted to attractive men, but because they don't meet those standards, it makes them sad. So they want women to virtue signal. But then when they actually see what women's real behavior is and real choices that we make on online dating or dating and so on, uh, and it doesn't uh, align with that virtue signaling or what they've been told their whole lives, it causes them to be more bitter towards women. So I think men would actually have a be have a healthier attitude towards women in dating if they just accepted the fact that women like attractive men, just like how men like attractive women, right? Oh, that was the other point. We do. What we do think that it's just it's not the only thing. Men always say, um, whenever we talk about our physical standards, men always say, "Oh, so does that mean that uh, I'm supposed to like women with small boobs, or you know, am I, you know, what if I had a preference for a woman's weight?" And it's like, yeah, you're allowed. Men are allowed to have physical standards too, and in fact, they're they do. We can't stop you. We can't stop. Right? You. Like they're going to have <laughs> physical standards no matter what, right? So even if women who doesn't have physical standards and stopped having physical standards, it's not like that. Were these women under the impression that? Only men had physical standards? That would cause men to be more magnanimous and uh, less sexually selective, right? We're just leveling the playing field. What's been interesting to read in the Manosphere is just how many men apparently didn't know that women have physical sexual standards. A lot of these guys thought that they were going to get women on the strength of their personality alone, that, oh, women like funny guys. And a lot of women do like funny guys, but the subtext is that you have to also be sexually attractive to her. And again, I think it's because it was not something that women were ever allowed to express out loud in generations past because they had to get married. So they had to virtue signal. They had to pretend like that a boring old saggy bald scrote that had the good job and could put them up in a nice house is who they were really sexually attracted to. And so instead, a lot they wanted to fuck a clown the entire time. A lot of men now are realizing that the the curve that their grandfathers got women on is now rapidly flattening, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So now they're having to actually be likable to women, having to actually be sexually attractive to women, and a lot of them are failing. And in the in the midst of that failure, the manosphere came about where they gave them like a sliver of truth about the kinds of things that women find attractive. One of the biggest things was they tell these guys to lift weights and hit the gym and that uh, getting into physical activity would make them more confident and therefore more sexually attractive to women. So the yep. red pill Good is full of a bunch of other pseudoscience and ideology, but that alone probably worked enough for enough men for it to actually be successful for them to look at the red pill as a successful ideology, even though a lot of the other things that they purport are horseshit, but just alone telling them, Hey, get up and hit the gym. Hey, I would love them to do like a deep dive into the red pill and stuff and what they agree with and what they don't take agree good with. pictures of yourself. When you put them on Tinder, Hey, don't be a whiny, annoying person. Like actually talk to women. And don't you know emotionally dump on them, and and also you have guys like Jordan Peterson coming in and being like, take responsibility for your life. Shout out to Jordan Peterson back on Twitter. Clean your room. Basic adult standards that should be obvious. Oh wait, these chicks like Jordan Peterson. Yes, to be honest with you, that was not relayed to men, or at least men weren't being pressured, or uh, they weren't getting messages in large society that they had to do these things to be sexually attractive. To no, women. the problem is, is that they were never told it was it was like a carrot in the stick kind of thing. The guys were told clean your room by their moms or whatever, but they never understood why. And they were like, work out, but they never under. And then they were like, oh, you can get pussy if you do this. They go, ah, that was the light bulb moment. Women, because it may not have been necessary for generations past. They're now getting that message. And a lot of them are angry and resentful. And instead of just responding and being like, okay, this is what women like, they're, they're, they're coaching it in like a heavy amount of misogyny and hatred towards women for having sexual standards we've always had. But we're never allowed to express. Women. I mean, literally, this podcast is just the other side of the coin of red pill shit. Anyways, it's like they they don't understand that. Yeah, I think a lot of guys go overboard with the weightlifting, though. That's another thing where another. Oh yeah, is this fucking overboard? Women find something huh? attractive, but actually, only men think it's attractive. Like it's kind of a meme almost within the bodybuilder community that 
uh, the most compliments that guys get about their physique is actually from other men and that some women just don't like, you know, bodybuilder type, like huge beefy guys. But see, they, they don't know the difference between the huge beefy guys and then like the regularly cut normal nicely built guys, yeah. right? Like, so, so there's, there is a difference between like the guys that look like they're obviously on steroids and they have like veins and muscles and they look like their muscles are popping out of their skin. Generally, women aren't going to find that as... A- yeah, those dudes have legitimately body dysmorphia. Like those juice pigs that you see at the gym who like just have these insane bodies and they're on all sorts of steroids, like they have body dysmorphia. Attractive as a man who's fit, but somewhat lean or somewhat normal size. Like, I mean, my prototype is probably someone like Jason Momoa. I think when he's in good shape, his body's absolutely perfect. That may not be achievable to get that big for the average guy, but he's also not like bodybuilder status like The Rock is right now because The Rock is like so ripped, he's starting to look weird like a roided out roided out uh, a penis basically because <laughs> he's yeah, he's on steroids so veiny and thick i think there's a diminishing returns in the bodybuilding thing where you can get so big that it does become a little bit less attractive to women but a lot of men don't even get to the first plateau right they don't get lean they don't get a reason about a muscle they don't even get to like the higher end of the muscle that a lot of women find sexually attractive and then they look at it and they say oh women don't like muscle all right come on seven more likes people seven more likes and i'm giving away a channel membership let's come on let's do it guys because they're comparing comparing themselves to some guy who's been weightlifting for 20 years and takes steroids that women may not find sexually attractive yeah and they use it as an excuse not to try yeah that's another example of like past a per, past a certain point there's diminishing returns right yeah like to me the ideal body type is a guy who has some muscle not a crazy amount and who's either lean or has a little bit of body fat but isn't obese either so i don't like guys who are too skinny or who are too buff or who are too fat but somewhere in the middle that's that's pretty that's like what I find ideal. Uh, but yeah, I do like a guy who has like a slender, lean physique. Yeah. What the and fuck are we even listening ways to, to right be now? Fit, right? It's not yeah. like there's one body type. If you look at athletes in different sports, they have different body types and different physiques that are preferred. Obviously, if you play in the NBA, being tall and lean is preferred. Although increasingly, you're seeing these guys put on a lot of muscle as well. But a lot of the best NBA players, guys like Kevin Durant, they're extremely skinny, mm. right? Same thing with runners. They're very, very skinny versus like a soccer player or someone who works in fo- or someone who's a football player because football players just have insane amounts of muscle, right? They- those guys put on size. So even within the realm of men being physically fit, there are huge variances in body types that women will find sexually attractive within that fitness range. Yeah. Some women might like the tall, lean, cross-country body guy. And other women like the, you know, the stocky... Yeah, um, people like different shit. ...power that you would see in football, in American football. I do like I do like a stocky, thick man. Like, that's another beauty standard that... <laughs> really is like a George like Another Costanza. male beauty standard that's weird to me is in the bodybuilding community, they want men with really wide shoulders and large upper body and narrow... Shout out to Travis McNasty for getting the hips. membership. I actually don't think Welcome to the Club of Scrotes. ...attractive, especially if they have really weirdly thick quads, but tiny hips. It just looks weird to me. Although... Um, in a lot of sports, narrow hips is actually... Per- this is, we just, I don't know. We have somehow have wandered in on three chicks drinking mimosas at brunch just talking about dudes. Like, I don't even running, know. Uh, is this more- dating strategy at this point? Narrow your hips. This is like a bunch of dudes being like, yeah, I like fucking chick with big tits and, you know, not too big. Like, um, what more efficiently you can run. That's why women have a slight disadvantage compared to men in uh, running or other sports is because their hips are wider. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, I actually prefer- yeah, that and your women. There's weaker, smaller people. Prefer a guy with like, uh, you know, like a square body type or the trapezoid body type, but the inverted triangle is a little too much to me. Yeah, it's. Just- we haven't heard from Savannah because Savannah is feverishly masturbating right now. She's hit the mute button. She's going full tube in right now. It's a wide range, and then other women might think that's very, very sexy, right? A lot of women like the cyclist guys, and the cyclist guys tend to be very narrow hips, narrow shoulders, lean yeah. thighs. <laughs> so. 
these are different types of ranges of women of things that women find attractive and yet you would think that you would it just never gets talked about i think in the detail and specificity that it it needs to be because women for a long time have been shamed out of having sexual preferences but we do have them yeah yeah everybody yeah, knows so that part of fds's work is cataloging how and why we we find men sexually attractive and none of the virtue signaling bullshit and just reminding like women that they're i feel like they feel right now they go what are we even talking see, about as i always like to say is not a charity you get to decide who gets to access it and on what terms exactly and people will complain that it's discriminatory discriminatory or oh it's dehumanized you've said this 400 times already or oh you're making generalizations blah 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 how do you know that you don't like them unless you try it that kind of shit no we say that women are allowed to set any standard that we want penis size no penis, whatever. You're allowed to set any any fucking standard that you want. No penis. And, there's, and then blanket reject any man or any person that does not meet that standard. And let them cry about that. But the worst is when people are like, you need to examine your preferences. I'm just like, okay, preferences examined. They're still the same. Look, no offense to these broads. I don't know what... We now know what two of them look like. We're still up in the air on the American one row, but... No, like there's nobody's like, I can't believe Savannah won't even go on a date with me. I mean, I'm sure actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm sure there's a lot of dudes who are like, can you fucking believe Savannah wouldn't go on a date with me? <laughs> yeah, your preference is bigoted, you know, uh, so you should not have any preferences. I'm not saying that you can't have preferences. All I'm saying is you just need to examine them. Okay, I've examined my preferences. They're the same. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought that, that maybe your uh, preferences or um, standards could be culturally shaped? Um yeah, uh, I don't care if they're culturally shaped. My standards are my standards, right? Like, there's something so rapey about people who try rapey. to convince women to sleep with men or have sex with men that they don't want to have sex with. And it's always directed towards women. Like, you know, we said that this episode, and it's, it isn't like men. Yeah, yeah, nobody's Nobody's uh, been telling men, hey, maybe you should give a fat chick a chance. You never heard that. Who aren't given the same energy. Like, nobody says, like, even in the Health at Every Size movement, and to their credit, they just say, you know, you know, people who are overweight should be treated with respect. But men take that to mean you must date a fat person. And it's like, no, they're not saying that. They're just saying, just treat them with respect, right? How would they feel if they went out saying, if you don't sleep with fat people, then, you know, you're bigoted. I mean, some I mean, people say that. People do say that on the fringe of the movement. Yeah, but, they're, but they're very quickly <laughs> shot down because, you know, men, they, <laughs> they recognize that they do actually have physical standards and preferences. And they don't like it when they're labeled because they have them, when they're labeled something negative for having them. And the body positive movement and the fat acceptance movement has largely been directed towards uh people who make women's fashion or women's clothing or women's products because part of it was in response to them only displaying women who look like supermodels when they're trying to sell women clothes because most women don't look like that so when they kept trying to put an idyllic body type for women that was never achievable it started to make women feel like well why should i buy your shitty product right like why should i buy especially things like victoria's secret it's like why do i buy these little tiny panties that are built for women who are very very skinny and they're going to fall apart and rip as soon as i pull them up over my booty right there's just no reason to keep supporting companies like that who traffic in trying to make women feel insecure to sell their products rather than making products that look good on women's actual body type so men mm. again getting all up in women's business when they weren't asked to saw that a lot of these fashion brands and these magazines are responding to women's uh, vocal complaints about the types of body types they were, they were pushing and started to feature women who were built a little bit more like the average woman when they were selling products. So you could see, hey, this is how a bra, this bra that we're selling is supposed to fit on a woman, on an actual woman and not a supermodel, right? Um, so Whoa, supermodels are not like, actual women? I have to uh, date fat chicks now and women are being encouraged into obesity. And I'm like, no, they're just telling them that we don't have to keep buying from brands that deliberately ignore the constituency they're actually trying to sell to.
seems crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Men's they reaction being to the before? health at every size movement really just um, uh, solidifies my perception that men are just mentally weak and could never survive a day as a woman because... What? The, literally the guy, the opposite of this is guys are like, yo, go work out. And women are like, yeah, you're fine. Now you are. If the idea that like fat women are people too and, you know, shouldn't be bullied, they the fact that they see that as like oppression... <laughs> on themselves like oh my gosh the feminists are trying to trick us or force us into dating fat chicks <laughs> like, no we're just giving you the same advice that we give men go to the gym like, clutch pearls right yeah they made it about themselves and it was never about them right and in full in full full disclosure men have had body positivity movements forever that's what hollywood is hollywood yeah. is invested in making all these frumpy short goofy bad personality bad teeth bad built balding guy okay not bad personality. That's the one part you lost is, yeah, you see these guys who are maybe not look like Brad Pitt, but the thing that they have for fucking days is personality. They feel good about themselves by pairing them with women in TV shows, in movies, with women who are- If you're on a TV show, you have a good personality by default. You are an actor. Way more attractive than they should be able to realistically get. And they've been doing that since the beginning. Should I get a blood pressure monitor and, and just do live blood pressure reads? Level the porn industry as well. Like, you see some real, like, Ron Jeremy, I'm sorry, just looks like he belongs under a bridge. <clears throat> he makes me sick. I gag. I see Ron Jeremy's face. Yeah, he makes guys sick too. It's like a joke. The fact that you're like, what is going on here? But I mean, obviously now he's in prison for life. But uh, I, I gag. Yeah, it literally makes me sick. Those poor, those poor. Oh, he's women. he's making a lot of people gag with that hog. If you know what I mean. Men who just yeah. I feel yeah. so honestly like let's pour one out. Moment of silence for all the women who had to fuck Ron Jeremy. <laughs> take a shot, everyone, because boy, that that yeah. guy is hideous. Hideous. Let's take a knee. It wasn't always hideous though, but then it started falling apart when he had to remember he had to like hold his dick because he just like. It was weird. <laughs> Take a knee for all women. Fuck Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Take a knee for every woman that had to pretend to be attracted to her male co-star so that she could get a role. So she get paid, yeah. yes. In Hollywood, right? You know, every time they, they pair a 15-year-old man with a woman, an actress who's in her 30s or late 20s, and then pretend like this is normal, that's affirmative action body positivity for men. So I really want men to shut the fuck up about that because... I mean, again, you think that guys bagging younger women is because of Hollywood? Like, that's not just They nature. have long since created an environment where if women protest the fact, hey, we actually aren't that sexually attracted to old dudes or bigger dudes or... Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody believes... Y'all can say whatever you want, but we all know what we see with our eyes. That half of these sitcoms where the guy's, like, obese and he has some skinny hot wife yeah like that's that's what men have been pushing as propaganda forever but they what are you talking about like king of queens or something kevin james is totally in the ballpark of whatever seemingly blind is. to that but have to be all up in women's business when we're talking about we're just not even talking about them when we're just talking about how to make ourselves feel more comfortable in our own skin and demand that com companies selling products to us actually reflect how we look so honestly though i find it really amusing when men find FDS. They, men get lost and they find FDS and they see women talking about how they like tall men or men with big penises and they act totally shocked and their first reaction is like, I guess because they think we're feminist. They, they, they know we're feminists and they think all feminists, I guess, you know, they have that cartoonish view of like feminists being like that blue haired, like septum piercing, morbidly obese. You have to fuck me or else you're fat phobic kind of like that's the cartoon of feminists that they have in their head. Right? They have the caricature of uh, feminists like that. So they just assume that that's what FDSers think. And so they act like, oh, so does that mean that I am allowed to reject fat women? And we are like, yes, 
you are allowed to <laughs> you were going to anyways they act like that's a gotcha right like they, they and that's the thing that that's what i find so amusing is like when they say like oh is that okay does is it okay for me to not date women with small boobs uh like they think that that's a gotcha and we just go yeah sure were you planning on dating fat women and then uh, were you planning on not dating fat women and then you stumbled upon fds and felt bad and decided to give them a chance or something exactly i just don't, i never understand that question because i was like what were you going to do before you saw fds because you were going to do that anyways i mean it's, it's just one of those like male gotchas that they have towards feminists like the, the other one is um oh you want to be treated equally but you still want men to pay for dates like gotcha you know like it's just a cheap gotcha they don't actually take the time to think about to think they actually don't take the time to think any further than that a lot of men actually will date women that they don't find sexually attractive who are overweight and will just make those women feel like shit or as a second option or will only use them sexually and not actually be seen with them in public as their girlfriend. And so I actually think that men dating women who they aren't attracted to is shitty of the man. Like men should not, if you don't think a woman is attractive, don't subject her to the psychological cruelty of feeling unloved or undesirable by dating her just so that you can get your fucking rock. Well, sometimes they date them just because they're maybe not sure, Stop, you know? Okay. Yes, men should only date women that they find attractive too. Because every woman deserves to feel attractive. I agree. And even like talk less of dating, like men will openly admit that they will sleep with women they don't find attractive either as well. Um, you don't even yeah. need to be overweight. Just anyone, like for a lot of these men, anyone who says yes will do for them. But that's a, but that's a different episode. Yeah. That's a different, that's a rant for another day. Listeners. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but there was that. Th Sounds like Savannah might have been on the business end of one of these dudes, huh? Read on Reddit a while back that on Ask Men. What was the question? It was like it actually made me sick reading just how upvoted it was that men were just using women to masturbate into. It actually made me sick. And then, in, and it was it was sort of heartbreaking because about halfway down there was these groups of women saying, "Oh, so I'm really scared that you know no man I've slept with has ever been attracted to me." And I was like, yeah, "I mean, I'm sure one has." Probably correct. You're, you're probably correct. Whatever, you're getting something out of it, too. How many of these guys I've had sex with were using me as a pity fuck, right? And to that, I say to women, don't overfocus on that. And also, who kind of gives a fuck whether or not they... Look, ladies, Prince Charming's out there for you somewhere, except for that he's not charming, he's not a prince, he's fat, bald, broke, but he's in your wheelhouse, so... Like you, if you are focused on yourself and focused on the men you find attractive, yeah. right? And you're weeding out guys who don't meet your standards or like uh who aren't bringing value to you i think women sometimes again they internalize all of men's sexual preferences and don't stop to think about what they actually sexually prefer because the one the one criticism that we get too from men is that oh because you guys have all these sexual preferences you better look like supermodels and i'm like fuck you i don't care if i'm like an invalid and i'm so huge that when i die they have to cut me out of the roof of a house and lift me out through a helicopter <laughs> if i want to say <laughs> i don't give a shit i'll still say i want a fit guy with a big penis do all these men who are like slobbering over supermodels are they male models themselves no absolutely not so you don't have to be insanely attractive yourself as a woman to have sexual preferences You're yes and again but the difference is that the guy advice is hey to those guys is like stop being like that be more realistic and women is just like do not be more sexual realistic. preferences are just what they are it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easily accessible for you to get if you feel like you don't meet the same standards that a man like that would want but at the same time you're not wrong for having them so we don't tell you like you never tell women like you're too unattractive to like the type of man that you like i think if anything no. they need they probably need standards even more because like lilith rightly said there are plenty of men and just like that thread said as well there are plenty of men who will prey on on women they deem unattractive or overweight um because they see them as easy so Actually, if you think you're unattractive or if you're overweight, it's in your best interest to have really, really sky-high standards to filter out the guys who just want to use you to masturbate into. I mean, but again, if you are one of these easy, quote-unquote, easy girls who guys who are obviously 
uh, in the you know the grand scheme of the hierarchy are likely above you, and that's why you are easy because they're up here, you're down here. You know, like there are guys down here, but this girl doesn't want that guy. She wants the guy up here, right? So. I don't care if a woman fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. I still will be on the corner pointing and laughing at dudes I think are ugly. And I don't give a fuck. It's fine. You'll You're still right. hear me cackling in the background watching ugly men struggle to get dates. I don't give a shit. I want what I want and I like what I like. I get what I want when I want and I get it how I want to want it. Yep, Camila Cabello said it best. Also, what? ladies, I want you for ladies listening in, I want you to understand the power dynamics that are at play here as well. Because men they say they often try to negotiate down women's standards by saying, Oh, if you have such high standards, you know, you're not that attractive yourself and so many men are not gonna meet your standards and so you're just gonna be single forever. And- yeah, that sounds like have they been listening to this podcast, but somehow backward? And then the thing is is like I hear that and I think, Okay, like, so what, right? Understand that like women generally are better off being single than with a low value man or a man that they're not attracted to right i'd rather be single than be in a dead bedroom right so but for men understand that men will actually have a better life when they're in a relationship with a woman who's maybe not their dream woman but they're usually better off in a in a relationship than when they are single right men who are single are often miserable women who are single are often having the time of their life um so yeah no understand that like no. ladies like if you're single you'll be fine it's the men who need to shape up and you're not gonna be fine ones who are suffering from being single who's gonna open all those jars so understand that your power here as a woman like men want you more than you need men like you don't need men actually true and and with that you that, don't need no man that's why it's important for women to enforce feel proud of and publicly state their sexual preferences and don't feel like because you're not the most attractive that you're not allowed to have them because because remember every woman who is of average attractiveness but feels like she has to silence herself because she might find a man who's very very handsome handsome there's some guy who just rolled over in a pile of his own filth behind a dumpster who got up and stood upright and then told a woman who's probably a supermodel that she's ugly yeah there's literally men will literally be sleeping in a pile of their own filth and still feel entitled to sexually harass women or neg women who they don't even know yeah they'll look at like giselle bunkin and be like her hair is too blonde or she's <laughs> she's too fit and beautiful <laughs> wait know. are they allowed to have preferences or not i this these chicks are all over the fucking map her nose is too big whatever right like men will come up with the stupidest shit to neg extremely beautiful women that they would never in a million years get yeah because it's the only chance we have and so yeah, that's why I don't care about what they want, honestly. Like, I'd never date you. Your booty's too little. And meanwhile, this guy is literally picking McDonald's wrappers out of the trash can to sniff the leftover chemical smell. These guys could be, like, what? literally, like, jerking off every night in their mom's basement and still think that, uh, Selena Gomez, her face is too round or something. Like, Yeah, <laughs> so you gotta understand that me- this doesn't stop men from having the audacity, so I think women need to take a cue from them and just have your sexual preferences, even if you don't necessarily feel that it's, quote-unquote, realistic for you to get first of all don't step on your blessing sis because you never know and i think there's a lot of women who feel like i don't look a certain way so i can never get a guy like that women are more likely to to try to uh, convince themselves they're not deserving a guy who might be willing to be into them versus then vice versa so women just need to adopt a healthy mindset of male audacity and completely completely externalize your sexual attraction towards men and don't feel like you have to be self-conscious about what you like if that's just what you like that's such a good point because women often underestimate how attractive they are. And so if you go based on the logic of like, oh, I should only date men who are similarly attractive to me, then women who underestimate their beauty are going to end up with far uglier guys. Whereas I think guys tend to overestimate their attractiveness. And so that causes them to feel entitled to women that are way out of their league. Right. So I actually think like, first, I mean, life has a very 
very convenient way of showing you where you're at. Especially with online dating, you're like, you figure out where you're at very quickly. So while male ego is already so huge and overinflated, you know, I think women should take every opportunity to try to uh, bring that male ego back down to reality. <laughs> Secondly, uh, women, you have to take a page out of the scrotes book and have some scrot audacity yourself. <laughs> Shout out to all the scrotes. In increase your own self-confidence, even to the point. And here's the thing. There are times where I will be so in love with myself or so self-confident that other people think it's ridiculous or absurd. Keep, keep doing it. And I keep doing it because I know it's true or I feel it's true or I feel I'm entitled to have that kind of attitude, that healthy self-esteem towards myself. And so even if other people think it's ridiculous or like you don't deserve it, keep, keep going, carry on. Ladies, you got to increase your self-esteem, increase your standards and only date men that you find sexually attractive. Be honest with yeah. yourself about what you like. Get it down to a science. Yeah, write it down. Like, <laughs> write it down, print it, believe it. And go after it. And go after it. Yeah. And, and that's our show. When they say go after it, they don't mean improve yourself in any way. Just just go after it. Please check out our website at thefemaledatingstrategy.com as well as our Twitter at them. All right. We just banged out. That was episode 37 of the Female Dating Strategy podcast. I learned absolutely nothing. Um Nothing. I learned nothing from that one uh, other than they just, you know, they, they're a bunch of sassy ladies. Uh, that's it. That's it. So uh, that's all. So we're going to move on to the next episode, which is episode 38. Shout out to everybody who's uh, watching the stream. Uh, we have some people piling in here. Um, if we hit 150... Nine more likes, and I'm going to give away another channel membership. Become a scrote. It's nice. It's nice being a scrote. It's nice over here. So here we go. Next up. Uh, oh, so we're good God. Fucking fuck. We are a full year behind. This is a very special Thanksgiving roast plus Thanksgiving clapback strategy. Very timely. Thanksgiving is coming up this Thursday. Shout out to all the American friends of the show who are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, it's good stuff. But anyways, we are a full year behind. Fuck. That sucks. That really sucks. I feel like we've made no ground. It's, uh, I stand with my, with my Sisyphus comments just rolling this ball up the hill. We're never going to catch up. Anyways, let's let's hope for a skip, everybody. Let's hope for a skip right here. Um, all right, let's do this. Very special Thanksgiving roast, episode 38 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Let's go. I can hear Savannah munching away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How appropriate. Why is it appropriate, bro? Because this is a very special Thanksgiving roast. Oh, just kidding. Our, our Thanksgiving was a month ago, so. We should leave that in. <laughs> a very special American Thanksgiving roast episode. Shout out to all my Canadian queens. <laughs> I wonder if I should leave that in. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, what's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. And this is Savannah with the Munchies. And I'm Lilith. Yeah, this is our Savannah Thanksgiving roast. So we're going to go through some roast discos we received from our Patreon subscribers, as well as discuss some Thanksgiving clapbacks. Yeah, so what is this episode going to be like we're showing thanks to our Patreon subscribers? There we go. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So special thanks to our Patreon subscribers. This special episode thanks to my Patreon subscribers. Low value mail. 
Patreon.com slash little guy. So it's dedicated to you. Absolutely. And also, let's also show thanks for all the Scroats who give us so many things to roast them about. So many things. Shout out to the Scroats. Showing thanks to the Scroats for being so incompetent that we have so much to make fun of, right? Bringing, spreading, spreading joy and happiness throughout this holiday season. Thanks for giving us plenty of fodder to dissect from now into eternity. Special Just thanks for the shitty get men in our lives for giving us valuable learning experiences. And the pygmies for showing us all the shit we shouldn't do. For teaching us what not to do. Yeah. We love you all. Yeah. And special thanks to the FDS community on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, Reddit, because without you guys, we... And Twitter. Don't forget Twitter. And Twitter. Twitter as well. It's actually so based on Twitter, but anyway, because <laughs> without you guys, we would not be here. So thank you all. We love you all. So thanks, Queens. 200,000 strong on the subreddit. 5,000 strong and counting on the Twitter and Instagram. We out here. We're, we're, ma- <laughs> we're there. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Spread it to your friends. What the fuck have I done? What have I done? This is like, I, I can never... Just feel like I'm trapped. Joy. Tell them about it. Two more likes. Come on. Two more Spread likes. the holiday cheer, yeah. Yeah, if you love somebody, share the female dating strategy podcast with them so they can level up their life. All right, so first up on the docket is our first roast to scrote. Hey, FDS. Your recent post about being baby trapped inspired me to share my cautionary tale like a ghost of scrote future. I feel obligated to say, though, that my life is really good. I have a great job, dope friends, nice home, and my aforementioned kids are well-adjusted and happy, but the road was unnecessarily hard due to the powerful and insidious work of one douchebag and his even worse mother. Allow me to set the stage. So I want to preface this because we posted on Instagram. You should check out our Instagram if you have not checked out our Instagram. It's at underscore the female dating strategy on Instagram. So we had something that we posted like almost a month ago about how sometimes mothers who know their sons are low value and shitty will try to offload their shitty scrody sons onto women yep so it's called baby and marriage trapping by his family meaning like they know their son is trash and they know you might be the last effort for him to get married before he's their problem forever yeah i think in one of our episodes about online dating i said most of my guys i meet from real life acquaintances but the only drawback to that is that a lot of times you'll end up with pygmies who are trying to pawn off their low value scrotes so that's definitely something to be aware of and cautious about so yeah if his family's too involved in saying you guys look cute together avoid avoid well, be careful. Be careful. I wouldn't say red flag by any means, but just like, you know, keep your eyes and ears open yeah. and see why they're so eager to see you guys get married and have babies. So, yeah, it's a green flag if he gets along with his family. What? If he, if his family seems too invested in making sure that your relationship works, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Everything's a red flag to these chicks. <laughs> uh, and there was even, I don't know if you guys remember a TikTok video that went viral a few weeks ago on Twitter about a woman who wanted, who didn't even go on a date with a guy, but ended up rejecting him. And then his mother called her and said she should give him a chance. Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those are, those are the type of women who they know their, their sons are trash. And it's probably at least partially their fault that their sons are trash because they're overly enmeshed in um, doing all the work for him. Yeah. I used to think it was a flex that all of the mothers of my boyfriends loved me. I've only experienced a couple of mother in law from hell stories. Most of the time, the mother in law, like the mother of my boyfriend really likes me but then i realized that if her son is low value that's not a flex i have one ex for example who still reaches out to me from time to time and tries to guilt trip me by saying that his mom asks if we've gotten back together yet so like his mom asks him periodically if we've gotten back together and he checks in with me to see if that if that's an option and it's not it's never an option anyways <laughs> but yeah i used to think oh my gosh i'm so amazing every man's mother loves me because i'm just so amazing no it's because he's low value she's trying to make him my problem instead of hers <laughs> yeah she probably value. looks at you like oh she'll whip him in a shape for me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah okay so continuing on with the roast it's 2002 i'm 19 and taking a break from college in reality i was struggling with yet to be diagnosed adhd and just didn't know what to do with my life it is the height of girls gone wilds america and absolutely no one is talking about high value men negging red flags or anything like that so yeah 2002 girls gone wild Ooh, blast in the past so that's like do you guys remember that i think it was seven in 2002 yeah what is that i was seven years old so i don't remember anything from that time yeah what is that girls gone wild what is that? 
Girls Gone Wild was like a video series, and I remember it used to come on like late night cable. Wait, they actually don't know what Girls Gone Wild is? And it was just girls like flashing their boobs at uh, parties and stuff. It was Girls Going Wild. It's pretty self-explanatory. It was really big with, um, I can't remember the, the, the founder's name. It was like Joe somebody, but he used to date like Solid. Paris Hilton and stuff. So it was just kind of one of those, it was basically like a porn company, essentially. They just made porn, but it was like supposed to be different because it was like mostly amateur girls. Or like girls that would just flash their boobs. It was still a lot of porn stars, but they would go to like Mardi Gras and different parties in the States where girls would get drunk and just flash their boobs. And give them beads in exchange for flashing their tits. This was pre-social media, by the way. So I'm sure the women at the time didn't realize that a lot of this would come back to haunt them. Yeah. Is uh, it really coming back to haunt anybody if you showed your tits in 2002? I would say it was, well, did they have social media in 2002? I don't know when Facebook no. started. It was like 2006, I think. Yeah. yeah. In MySpace. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's, so I it's, it I... is pre-social media. Well, it's like, it depends on what you mean by social media. Does MySpace count as social media? Yeah, there's like MySpace, Twitter, Facebook. Those are a little bit later, I think, but YouTube is a little bit later. But I think there was like, like fledgling budding social media. Where's the dating advice? Yeah, then too. So, but yeah, she continues. I started a... These chicks are trying to make me angry. Casual fling with a guy whose drug use I excused because he looked like Mr. Ripley era Jude Law. Blast of the past, girl. Yeah, Ooh. and had a huge penis. Yeah, so uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. When did that movie come out? <laughs> that was a 1999 film. Yeah, with Jude Law and Matt Damon. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Yeah, Jude Law was, was cute back then, so. Yeah, I get it. So big dick Jude Law. I'm here for it, except for his drug use. <laughs> uh, one day he invited me to meet his family. Less of a thing and more of a, since you're here anyway, maybe I can get a ride and they'll feed you so free lunch kind of thing. So I think she's trying to say he's not like, he wasn't taking her to meet his family as some kind of formal introduction where like, oh, I'm cheaping out on food. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so you would think it was staged like some Truman Show shit. I'm loving, I'm living for these millennial references <laughs> right now. This. so i might but yeah <laughs> you would think it was staged like some truman show shit we pulled up to his family's idyllic upper middle class home at the end of a cul-de-sac where his equally blonde and attractive siblings are outside playing catch or chatting and chasing a variety of adorable biracial kids around the yard this is relevant because i'm black and you never know what level of racist uncle you may be dealing with when dating interracially <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i i honestly get that skepticism i totally get it because it's just hit and miss and it's like it's not even the overt racism it's the covert stuff as well like the double takes or people start touching your hand i just feel like an animal in a zoo just stuff like that <laughs> so. or mixed race babies are so cute yeah Their babies would be so cute yeah i mean the they are though. yeah oh my gosh if you two had babies they'd be so cute mixed race babies are like what are we saying that's racist to have mixed race babies next level attractive well like my favorite is when i was once asked at um like uh, i think it was at my ex's like party it's like oh so what do you think of using the n-word oh no oh no <laughs> it's like uh i'm for it no <laughs> that's what i feel like he wanted to say right <laughs> was he trying to say it's racist that white people can't say the n-word is that what he was trying to do no it's not the thing is i find because i've had this question a lot it's like when people ask me this question it's because they want to basically hear like Rose said that it's okay to use it and i mean i'll just say it for the record my response always is i'm not going to police your speech but if you go around saying the n-word and the social consequences are undesirable or you get cancelled i don't want you to say but my black friend said i could say it because that's not what i'm saying so yeah free speech but if you go around saying it and there's undesirable consequences that that's on you yeah that's fair that's good policy yeah were they trying to get like a blank check for one black person to be like oh now this means i can say it to all black people i can't get offended because like one black person said i could it's like yes that's exactly what this is that's weird i don't know if getting a black it doesn't work. Pass is just transferable. Yeah, it's non-transferable. <laughs> Even if you do get it from a group of people. So um, <laughs> back to the roast. Uh, Truman Show for the people. This has been a roast? No, it's a Good movie God. that came out in 1998. 
starring Jim Carrey. Great movie. <laughs> Sorry. I was three in 1998. I was yeah. three in 1998. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a millennial throwback thing. Okay. His family was overall warm and friendly, and it made me wonder how such great people created such a weird fucked up son. <laughs> His mom pulled me aside to chat. <laughs> Damn, relatable. That's, that's a very relatable sentence there. <laughs> Okay. His mom pulled me aside to chat and seemed like a cool, no-nonsense supermom type, but she made a comment that stood out to me. You finish high school and you don't do drugs and you don't have any visible tattoos, dot, dot, dot. What are you doing with my son? Wow. Whoa. Red flag. <laughs> Red fucking flag. She knows. She knows. She knows. <laughs> wow. You finished high school. You don't do drugs and you don't have any tattoos. Like, what are you doing with my piece of shit son? Like, And this is actually very relatable to the last episode. So obviously what she's doing with this piece of shit is that he was very attractive. He looked like Jude Law and had a huge penis. That's what he did. So sometimes your standards, ladies, fuck up your life. It was eagle fuel to think I was better than his other partners. Ooh, sis, pride cometh before the fall. Which in itself is super gross, but I was young and still drinking and not like the other girls' Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's true. And looking back, I realized it was the moment she decided to pass the burden of raising her one wonky adult child off to me and clean up the family image. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. They were a semi-prominent family in their town, and the other four adult kids were polished, functioning members of society. But Bargain Bin Jude was a party boy and a bit of a loose cannon. Bargain Bin Jude. Bargain Bin Jude Law. That's beautiful. He was handed a part of the family business to run, which I thought was so hot at the time, but later realized it was just part of the fix-the-fuck-up family plan. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, his mom took an interest in me that I found so considerate, but was really more akin to love bombing. So his, oh, so her, his mom is love bombing her, trying to get her to stick around. Oh, no. Oh, I know. Uh, so she took me shopping, took me for brunches and teas. That's so sweet, but also like, oh, no. Here's the thing, though. If you're the sort of person and you're used to a mother-in-law who's like jealous or domineering or has the vibe of like, oh, like this, who is this woman taking my son away from me kind of thing, right? Like, and I've been there where that's the kind of dynamic I was used to when I was younger. And then when you finally do meet a mother-in-law type who's like nice to you it's like a breath of fresh air and so much easier to fall for but you don't realize that it was actually a red flag it's just another form of love bombing yeah nope this is relatable but yeah nope, she said nope. she wanted to know nope, all about nope. me but weirdly made little digs about my parents being divorced i recognize this as negging now but back then it really made me self-conscious mm, rude. some time mm. passes and i find out i'm pregnant Discount Jude is still a fuck up, so I make plans to have an abortion. I inform Jude Atta and girl. he asked me to reconsider, pointing out that he's inheriting the family business, the one that supported his mom and four siblings, and suddenly keeping the baby isn't sounding so wild. I'm thinking about my life working in retail, making like $6 an hour versus my life as a stay-at-home mom, secure in a decent little middle-class house with the most picture-perfect in-laws in human history, and it feels like the most ideal outcome in an overall unexpected situation. So I agree to keep the baby and we loop the family in. Mm. this feels like that moment in a horror movie where everything seems too good to be true and you're hearing like the that's jaws it's gonna get bad yeah before before the shit goes down yeah oh man his mom became obsessed with me she was suddenly super controlling and went from spoiling and love bombing to constantly testing me in bizarre ways to detail all of the passive aggressive nasty little trials would be a whole separate roast but needless to say it was a little bit monster-in-law but not enough to put me off completely because she was sometimes really warm and inclusive again it was an abusive push-pull thing yeah she sounds like a narcissistic mother after our daughter was born she started the campaign to get us married and by this point, I'm sort of caught in her web of low-dose mental abuse. I was constantly volleying between her showing me off to her friends and bragging about how impressive I was to her making snide comments about how I was independent as if it was a bad thing. Being what? so young and living in a town far away from my family, I became more and more isolated till my entire social circle consisted of just his family. And there was a weird 
comforting cult-like quality of the family because they all lived within a five-minute drive of each other. So there was always someone to help with the baby or invite me to do things. I started to Sounds think, horrible. think that maybe I was too independent and bought into the Holly homemaker vibe. I was this close from being like full MLM, live, laugh, love, referencing my kids as dear daughter and dear son and calling my man hubby kind of mom, which is a Gen X and millennial mom thing. We're fucking weird. <laughs> what? Continuing. The next several years were riddled with drama. Discount Jude's addictions never subsided, and it cost him his spot as inheritor of the family business, Succession style. So like the, the TV show Succession that's on now. I'm guessing. I'm loving the TV show references. Yeah, I know. Yeah, TVs and movies. Because you know what? It really actually does add to the story. It's very millennial to make that many pop culture references. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, fucking millennial. Right uh, when I went back to the workforce, three kids later, he was so threatened by my success, it gave him the excuse to act a total hairy ass, cheating, emotional outbursts, more addiction. How long were they married for? She had three kids? crying, in? just bullshit nonstop. He's just the worst. But his mom was the real emotional terrorist. Unrealistic demands, complete... Well, who are we roasting right now? The mom or the guy? Lack of boundaries. She'd have panic attacks and call me for help. She was lonely and wanted someone to lay in bed with her and watch movies. Me. <laughs> she treated what? me and my kids like stuffed animals. And even though she knew about all of the cocaine, alcohol, and cheating, she'd say things like, I'm so blessed to have, like, the perfect family. Like, high-key delusions. So it makes me wonder what this guy's father is like, if she thinks this is idyllic. Mm, what makes you say that? Like, was the dad really horrible? Yeah, was the dad worse than this? This doesn't really talk much about the dad. I'm wondering, like, maybe she's got, like, anxiety and panic attacks so she's been absorbing just, like, abuse and weird uh, shit from her husband forever. Maybe he's not an addict, but, like, maybe he's fucked up in other ways. Maybe he cheats all the time. <laughs> uh... She changed her negging game after meeting my family. Though divorced, my parents have always been friendly, and both my mom and stepmom have been blessed with a gift of anti-aging, which must have triggered my mom-in-law because she always started such... Black don't crack. With, well, I'm not as educated and beautiful as your mom and stepmom just super weird well that's interesting so like when did she meet her family like not after not till after they got married because she was negging her it seems like soon out when i filed for divorce i was not particularly shocked that both discount jude and scrotella in law did a piss poor job of keeping contact with the kids preferring a narrative about my evil independence with a subtle dash of quote sassy black women am i right to boot oh my god they're racist so oh my gosh <laughs> that's a brilliant that's a brilliant one i don't think like demon mother-in-laws are spoken about enough but honestly having a bad mother-in-law can really really fuck you up like really really fuck up your relationship it's it's not spoken about though but yeah scrotella in law is a massive phenomenon i do want to talk about the monster in law from hell at some point yeah a mystic relationship like the guy was a scrote but even if the relationship is good if your in-laws are bad or they're helicopter parents or they're just interfering that's enough to completely destroy a perfectly good relationship she was preferring a narrative about my evil independence with a subtle dash of sassy black women am i right to boot despite me my kids and the entire rest of his family repeatedly explaining to her that her shit sandwich of a son abandoned his kids and his legal obligations she still says he's a hard worker and assumes i've blocked him from the kids lives the kids are now 19 bros over hoes 17 and 15 their dad was absent for almost a decade, minus the week he reappeared as a bigoted flat earther who thinks Jennifer Lopez is a trans woman planted by Jews to disrupt family values. Oh, I love this guy now. Unaccomplished Tyler Durden wannabes are always super horny for conspiracies because they need to explain away why they aren't revered for doing and being the absolute least. God, he's just the fucking worst person. Let me reread that. Hold I don't even never heard that conspiracy that J-Lo is trans. So, reappeared as a bigoted flat earther who thinks Jennifer Lopez is a, a trans Trans woman planted by Jews. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, the planted by Jews thing is understandable. Hell? I don't want to unpack it because it's so absurd. But I thought we were saying pull over. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, Tyler Durden was Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club. 
for those of you keeping up with the millennial pop culture references. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the kids are like, yeah, fuck you, bye. And we've all continued happily and rationally without his presence. His mom, though, still fully thinks he loves them and is doing his best, even though he owes over 80K in unpaid child support, I will probably never see. Moral of the story is to beware that the love bombing, negging, and manipulation can come from women too. And no one is as right or die for a piece of shit dude like the woman who made him. <laughs> yeah, true. Boy moms. Boy moms, am I right? My ex-husband's dad actually filed for divorce from Scrooge. Look, the fact is, is that every Scrooge in the world has a mother. Infer what you want from in law shortly after I divorced his son. He has stepped in as a father figure and has done his best to make up for the financial loss from his son's ineptitude. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. That's a high value man. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't really know about the dad's role. This is like the first time. We're on episode 38. I think that's the first time they've ever referred to any man as high value. All of this. Like an actual guy. I'd be actually kind of curious. I've been divorced for a decade, and Trashboat Jude and his mom are mostly irrelevant. But the few times I speak to Scrotal in law, she's still totally fabricating a fantasy version of a perfect family that doesn't exist and spends much of her time trying to scheme more alimony from my ex's dad. The apple doesn't fall far, dot, dot, dot. Anyway, stay woke, stay aware, sisters. Love, leveled up Mother Hubbard. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see the dynamic between the dad and the mom-in-law. Because I'm not, I'm not knee-jerk saying she's wrong for wanting alimony, especially if she's working in a family business for years. Yeah, even if I really don't like the woman in question, honestly, I'm never going to get mad at a woman for wanting alimony. Even if she's a shitty person, men should pay up. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for your submission. Leveled up Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Queen. All right, so... Queen. Roast number two in this Thanksgiving oh, roast. Is that the hygiene one? Yeah, I felt sick reading that. All right, roast number two. This is a submission from Anonymous. She starts out saying, my ex-husband always had some gross bathroom habits. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm already slightly backing away. First sentence sets the stage. <laughs> I'm slightly backing away from this roast. <laughs> okay. For example, he refused to brush his teeth. <laughs> he refused to brush his teeth in the morning because coffee kills the smell. What? <laughs> what? 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 what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck Co wait 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 so the coffee kills the smell of the bad breath yeah that's because that's not my i find when i drink coffee it makes my breath worse yes. yeah that's what i would yes. think as well like i brush my teeth after drinking coffee or is he saying like coffee kills the smell of the mintiness of the toothpaste which in, in that case irrelevant just brush your teeth after drinking coffee i don't know gross anyways co yeah coffee kills the smell and stuck his dirty underwear in his ear instead of using the q-tips that were right there in plain sight Ew. what why are men so fucking disgusting anyways and then they'll be like oh why am i in a dead bedroom yeah yeah god oh. okay i mean she married this guy I, you know by the way when i sat down to record this episode i hadn't eaten yet but now my appetite is killed right so it's like a reading stories like this is like a natural way to reduce calories because it just kills your appetite <laughs> i just it does and i just i i honestly like look, like women who can like remain around men who have poor hygiene they have a different level of toughness that i will never possess i just couldn't do it yeah could not do it yeah men are gross anyways okay unfortunately for me, he was able to hide his most disgusting habit for over seven years oh no one one day i really had to go pee when he was in the shower we only had one bathroom so he said i could come in the toilet lid was down and when i lifted it up there was a giant turd floating in the bowl with no toilet paper <gasps> of course i had quite a few questions and he described his methodology to me without even a hint of shame i actually just had like a chocolate beast before recording and now i legit feel sick no! Sorry, Lilith, continue. Yeah, don't drink a chocolate milkshake or anything like that while listening to this podcast. Okay. Step one, take a shit, don't wipe, don't flush. Okay. Step two, get in the shower and use your hand to dig the shit out of your hairy ass. Yeah. I mean, he's an environmentalist. Get a freaking bidet. A bidet, yeah. Yeah, bidets is like involves a plumber and stuff. Wrong with this washing is... your ass in your in the shower, but yes, you should pre-wipe your ass with the available toilet paper. Ideally, and you yes. Flush your shit and flush it. Like, don't just put shit crumbs <laughs> all on the bottom of the 
bathtub. Because it's going to smell. Yeah. And step three, get out. It's going to smell. Out of the shower and flush the toilet. Okay, first of all, why don't you flush the toilet immediately after shitting? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I, I would guess it's a water thing with the shower. Oh, because all, all you're going to do is just let shit particles. No. <laughs> just letting poop particles waft over everyone's toothbrushes. Like you just washed yourself. Why would you put your hand on the toilet, dirty toilet? Like after, why not just get the dirty stuff first and then wash yourself? Yeah, it just starts yeah. to dig the shit out of your hairy ass. That's like a mental image I did not expect to see today, but okay. <laughs> um, nothing I said could convince him that this was gross and that showering with your turd 16 inches away makes zero sense. My theory is that when he was a small child, his mom made him flush a turd before he was ready to say goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so he's recovering from trauma. Yeah, so I guess you could say he's recovering from trauma because his mommy. Chicks' laughs are just hell didn't let him hug his own shit enough anyways okay so his mom made him flush a turd before he was ready to say goodbye so now he spends his entire adult life hanging on to his turds as long as possible to regain some sense of control over his life and to subconsciously cope with his mommy issues i'm not a psychologist but it's the only explanation that makes sense girl anyways i figured if the man can't wipe his ass i'll get him a bidet okay smart good his birthday was coming up, so that's what I got him. I've never seen this man so pumped about a birthday present before. He loved the day and installed <laughs> oh, it immediately. Good. Okay, so far so good. Amazing, okay. But there's a part two to the story. Okay, a couple weeks later, I noticed that his hair looked greasy. Oh no. Oh god. Even though he was secretly nasty, he always looked clean, especially his hair, which was super thick and dark. So I asked him why his hair was looking greasy, and he told me, quote, I don't have to shower every day now because I have a bidet. I only need to shower a couple times a week. <laughs> what? Wait, he only showered every day because he... But he surely is not... Like, he doesn't only shit before he showers. He must be taking shits other times. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> One step forward, two steps back. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, yeah. Um, Cringe. God, send the flood. God, send the flood. We need to start again. Jesus, take the wheel. Noah, send the flood. <laughs> Humanity needs to start again. You know, though, this seems to be like a little boy thing, and not to put anybody on in my family on blast, but like I feel like each of my brothers went through a stage where they just prefer to be dirty. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like showering was like too much work for them, or they just like it's like they they really really love to be dirty, like so much so that my mom used to like smell check them when they came out of the shower because they would get in the shower, rinse off, not use soap, and come back out. <laughs> What's the point? So I don't know if this is just like a little boy thing that if you don't check when they're little boys, they become men that are like this. I mean, my brother's not like this now, but I just remember them going through little phases when they were when they were children where it was like, where like showering was like an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with men. And I, I actually think like the reason, I do think that men are biologically more disgusting than women. For like sure. Just in general. No question. I think because it behooves the human race for women to be more discerning, I guess, when it comes to hygiene to prevent like uh, disease, I guess, for pregnant women, you know, like women have to be hygienic to protect their babies, right? Whereas men can just fucking literally be pigs and roll around in mud all day and because yeah. they don't give birth. So it doesn't really matter. So that's why I think men are biologically disgusting. I think I it's mean, like guys just do all the dirtier jobs too. We just have to be more comfortable. Men are more likely to just be gross. I I have been the more cluttered partner out of some of my guys I've dated, but I also just have way more shit because I just have a ton of hair products and makeup products and stuff. So then sometimes I feel like, well, it's not really fair. You have three t-shirts. That's all you have. So it's easy to keep clean. That's the thing. Like women will be more cluttered because we have more stuff, but our clutter is always like clean. Clean, right? It's not grimy and full of like gunk and dirt. But there's a huge difference between having a lot of stuff and being dirty. They're not the same thing. Even being messy, right? It's not the same as being dirty, like actually disgusting. Like they're not the same thing. Yeah. Like men will leave out fucking plates of like partially eaten food or whatever and just leave it there for weeks until like maggots take over. They'll leave skid marks in the toilet, like disgusting, like ugh. Like, women don't do that fucking shit unless they're, like, mentally ill, okay? So, but that's just the norm for men. Anyways. True. 
Okay. okay. So, but All the story right. continues. So, ladies, when men complain that women use too much toilet paper, just keep in mind that they don't even wipe their own ass. And if you can convince them to clean their ass, they'll just. What is up way. with these chicks and thinking that guys don't wipe their ass? It'd be nasty, and then wonder why your initial attraction to them has slowly turned into repulsion. The bar is truly in hell. Okay. Nice. I like that conclusion. I hope you're not with this guy anymore. I'm not sure how she's not traumatized by that. That is absolutely disgusting. If you were the man who finds excuses not to be cleanly, that's low value as fuck. Okay, first of all, the fact that he didn't know that bidets existed. It's not standard practice in the United States, so I don't know. I actually don't know what some people with bidets. All right, let's get, uh, we got 20 more minutes left. Uh, let's get 37 more likes and I'll give away one more membership. It's not really a thing here. It's, it's becoming a thing in the UK, um, but it, it wasn't a thing before, to be fair. I also think, and I'm just going to do this general hygiene rant as well, some people weren't shamed enough as a kid growing up when it comes to personal hygiene. I know growing up, <laughs> my mum used to call us dirty pigs if we didn't shower. And her justification was that, okay, yeah, besides the like low-level child abuse, I guess, but um, <laughs> no, I'm joking, it was a child abuse, but besides like the low level traumatization but it's like she would always say it's better i tell you than someone else outside telling you and it's true like it's it's, it's a lot better that, that i tell you and she would time our shower she would check we were wet she would say you've not showered today go and shower that's what i'm saying some people just weren't shamed enough that's what i'm saying like my mom used to get do smell checks because she'd be like i don't want you going out in the streets and having people think i don't take care of you or i neglect you right because it's a reflection on her right exactly exactly so my brother at one point figured out my mom's smell check and so then he like legit would just uh wash his arms and then like the, <laughs> the small of his back like he like this is like an ongoing fight with one what? of my brothers and my mom <laughs> but surely having a full shower would be quicker than just trying to fake having a shower game the system <laughs> yeah you think so but boy logic right boy logic <laughs> so my mom started doing like a full body smell check and then go back to the shower <laughs> yeah no it would have made way more sense to just wash himself but <laughs> I don't know. This is like, we're talking about we're small, like eight or nine. But some men never grow out of that phase. They just stay like that for life. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I think the shame needs to be brought back. Like, like shame can be a perfectly a useful emotion because it teaches us like social norms and how to be decent sometimes. And men, men get really... Shame is good, by the way. Shout out to Jason Leonardo with the super chat. Says I'm looking good. I feel like shit, but thanks, yeah, dude. Like, oh my god, you're shaming me. You're making me feel ashamed. <laughs> like the worst possible thing you could do is make a man feel ashamed of himself. I'm like, no, you know what? Y'all deserve to feel more ashamed, honestly. Like, we need to shame men more, not less. But did you, like, see, like, the Reddit posts where the guy's like, I'm not washing my asshole because it's gay? Like, fuck! That's not real! That's not real. Maybe it was a real post, but it's a joke. There's no way... Some guy's like, I'm not washing my ass because it's gay. <laughs> okay, being clean is gay. Like, what the hell? Like, it's just, oh. It's just I mean, not... being clean is kind of gay. Thing. They think it's gay to touch their own ass. It's like, fellas, is it gay to have good hygiene? Do you know what I mean? Hand all in your booty like that. <laughs> hand all like, up wow, in your booty like that. you just put your like hand that. all in your booty and wash it, huh? Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You want men to wash away the toxic masculinity in their life. <laughs> yeah, men need to cleanse themselves of their toxic masculinity. And wash your bodies, you dirty pigs. Dirty pigs. <laughs> I want to meet your mom, Savannah. Like, I want to come to the UK one time. I want to meet your whole family. I wonder if they've I ever met the in family person. that raised you to be the awesome person they are today. I want to know how that happened. Yeah, my mom's great. But yeah, she taught me the base of high. Have they met in person? I yeah, wonder. She always said, you know, shower before sex, make sure you're nice and clean. So it just baffles me that people can just walk around and not do that. Yeah, I'm glad she told you something. My mom never like. My mom gave me one book about like sex that was written probably in the 1980s. She didn't do the sniff test on you, right? Did you? No, I showered. Did you just get the sniff test? It was more. It was just my brothers that needed that extra guidance. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyways, are you tired of your scrotel in law stressing you out and need a rant to somebody about your husband who won't wash his own ass? Consider BetterHelp, betterhelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue, Ro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in there. A plus transition. I'm actually going to therapy though. I've just been like, okay, so what do you want to talk about today? Um, my husband doesn't wash his ass. <laughs> so tell me more about how that makes you feel. <laughs> What? <laughs> Maybe they can bless you with some techniques. I don't know. I'm not a licensed professional therapist like they have at betterhelp.com. Slash FDS. Slash FDS. Don't forget our tag there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. Sweet it's Lord. so convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. So reminder, BetterHelp is not a crisis line or a self-therapy at discounted cost, if eligible. BetterHelp is committed so they can make it easy and free worldwide so even if you're in a country right now where you don't have thanksgiving oh, cough savannah um <laughs> <laughs> you can still use slash fds you can get 10 percent off giving clapbacks oh man you got drunk right. uncles starting shit aunties who are all up in your We're business back to the people boom checking you trying to figure out when you're about to have kids slut shaming you let's talk about it where do we begin i mean i have a very dysfunctional family so should I talk about my... By the way, if you've been listening to this from the beginning, I just had a feeling. I go, man, this is exhausting. If you're if you're joining me from the beginning of this, shout out to you. That is truly high value I want behavior. uncle who like, bullied me as a child and how I got my ultimate revenge at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. So some background. I have this one uncle who is just not a very nice person. Uh, just, he's like low-key racist and also very misogynistic. So let's just call him Uncle Jim. Okay. Uncle Jim, ever since I was a little kid... Shout out to Uncle Jim if you're in the chat right now. Kid, he really really enjoyed i guess bullying me because i was the oldest grandchild so i got all the attention i swear to god like i was so spoiled as a child not gonna lie like my grandparents had entire albums full of me being a cute baby and stuff Aww. my sister and my cousins like there's there's like a million pictures of me as a baby and there's like five of my cousins and my sister. <laughs> so i'm clearly the favorite grandchild and my uncle happens to be the middle child on his side on my dad's side so he didn't really get that much attention i guess and he was just low-key jealous so ever since i was a little child he would like bully me until i cried literally like a five-year-old girl yeah and growing up you know and he also okay so just to give you an idea what kind of person he is he used to make jokes about the women's olympics he would be like oh when are they going to bring in pole dancing they should make pole dancing a love uncle love the uncle my mom she lost favor with my dad's (laughs) side of the family when she when my uncle was making jokes about women and my mom said something along the lines of like oh so tell me about your dating life uncle jim including the women you pay for oh (laughs) sex work is real work mom gatherings are always a high conflict time i remember when i was a teenager my uncle started just making comments about my body calling me chubby making comments about my weight and this was at a time when i was kind of struggling with an eating disorder anyways so one thanksgiving we were sitting there and we were were eating and i got a little bit of food on my chin or whatever and he said to me oh you got some you got some gravy on your chin there and i like wiped my chin he's like no your other chin and i just sat there and i was just like (laughs) yeah jim and that's why you're gonna die single (laughs) he knew that i was insecure about my weight i knew he was insecure about the fact that he was an incel and so every chance i get they use that term incel like it doesn't mean involuntarily celibate about how women don't want to be anywhere near him right another time so now okay so when i was younger he would bully me a lot but then as i've gotten older i learned how to troll men in such a way that if they react they look like the crazy ones so one thanksgiving dinner separate thanksgiving dinner he was just being annoying so i was just sort of trolling him just asking like slightly provoking questions until he just got heated and then eventually he like stood up and like yelled at me in front of the whole table being like fuck you lilith fuck you i hope you blah 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 blah." like just yelling in my face and i'm sitting there i'm like 16 by the way so i'm just sitting there acting like an innocent little flower being like oh my god i can't believe you would say 
something so mean to me anyways and then he stormed off and like the whole family was just like oh, jim like i can't believe you would say that at my home this is like one of the few times where my family actually had my back that's when he stopped being invited to family gatherings and so i got my way in the end so yeah that, and that's how i got my revenge is by basically causing him to be ostracized from the family deserved deserved but you know what it was his own choice he ostracized himself from the family so i mean he deserves it yeah it kind of sucks if you're like being forced to hang out with people you don't really like at thanksgiving this is what i quite like I quite like my parents like I mean I do love them for other things as well but one of the things that if they don't like somebody they just will never see them like I've got family members I've not seen in like over 21 years because my parents they they know the art of block and delete never visit and they're not coming here we're not going there um so I've never had to endure Christmas with shitty family members yeah like so for all my mom's flaws one thing I really did like is that she did always make a conscious effort to protect me against my uncle and my dad pretty much like didn't care like this is one thing that pissed me off about my dad my uncle could insult me to my face and my dad would either just like laugh along or do nothing ah so we get down to the crux of this one at least is a bit of a daddy issues because he's like oh this is my brother blah 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 i'm glad savannah that your family at least has like that protective instinct you know wanting to keep you away from shitty people and my family's extra petty so the people that don't get along just have competing thanksgivings so then you can just roll through several family members places and grab a plate <laughs> is it a popularity contest do they have it on the same day to see <laughs> well everybody has it on thanksgiving but it's just more like it's yeah really they're all on thanksgiving related. you to eat everybody you can just stroll through everyone's thanksgiving and then like grab a plate hang out for an hour or two and leave and i'm all for it like i just like come in for the food and the food gets served leave when the drama starts off so but you eat eight dinners i also don't have to clean up or make anything so that works for me versus like the people that clean up and make anything so for me i'm i'm more or less like i like i like being a traveling thanksgiving nomad <laughs> granted i actually moved pretty far away from my family because i uh, moved for a job so nice so that's like the other way to nice. handle that if you have like shitty family members that nobody wants to see just hold your own thanksgiving and then just like don't invite them <laughs> There was a period of a few years where I actually didn't go to Thanksgiving dinners like at all just because of no contact type stuff with certain members of my family. But and we didn't have Thanksgiving, obviously, during the pandemic. No contact but this stuff. past Thanksgiving, because again, Canadians, we have Thanksgiving like a month early. So this past Thanksgiving was actually pretty great. It was nice to see the family after a couple of I think because we hadn't seen each other in like two years. Everyone was playing nice. So it was nice to get together. But what do you yeah, so what are the strategies for when you have a toxic family? One, don't go or avoid them. My biggest flex right now is like, oh, I just it's too much to try to get to the airport during Thanksgiving. That's just what I say. None of my family lives in the state that I live in now. So that's part of it. Now it's just like, oh, it's just too inconvenient for me to get home. And like I'll visit some I'll visit I'll come through like a thief in the night, like at some odd time, like maybe in the middle of January, like after all the holiday traffic's through the airport has died down and then i'm just like hey here's your christmas gift <laughs> if i didn't ship it to him via like amazon or something and then you know kiss all the babies shake all the hands and then bounce yeah so that's rose strategy is avoidance my strategy is low-key trolling my my favorite one is actually like low-key trolling so when you're when you're younger and you haven't developed the trolling skills that's like another thing so maybe don't engage it's a high risk high rewards high risk meme reward maybe i don't know but once you get to a point where you're self-assured and self-confident and you get really good at trolling people and causing other people to react so that they look like the crazy person this is a thing actually where if you stay perfectly calm people think that you're innocent and so that's my that i've taken a, a page out of all the shitty people who've ever been shitty to me I've taken a page out of their book and that's when someone is attacking me you stay perfectly calm say things that are low-key take notes boys triggering to them until they end up going crazy and then they look like the crazy person. It's actually that very is... easy to flip the script on abusive people like that. One of my favorite unofficial Twitter holidays is Thanksgiving clapback season. So like to, to jump off of Lilith's strategy, like if you want to stay and troll people, <laughs> there's some good ones here. Like if you have an answer that says that's making comments on your tattoo, like you're, you know your tattoos are a lifetime commitment, you can clap back, but your marriage wasn't. Why'd she, oh. why'd she, sound, why'd she make her sound black? Oh. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me of a, that reminds me 
of a comment my mom sent to one of my aunts because one of my aunts was being shitty to my mom and my mom was like, well, at least all of my children have the same father. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> clap back. Because my aunt has like three different baby daddies and has never been married. unlike my mom who has been married and has one father for all of her kids. So, yeah. Yeah, which you fucking hate. That's a flex. That's a flex. No, that's a flex. I fucking hear my dad. The same father. Like all my kids sleep under the same roof at night. I wonder what that must be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I can't think of such a roast actually. Yeah, so Maddie, your family doesn't have Thanksgiving, so I guess you don't have Thanksgiving roasts. Do you have any Christmas roasts, maybe? Because again, we just cut them off. We, I mean, occasionally we'll have like it's like a birthday roast because occasionally when we want to see them, we'll invite them to like a barbecue once every five years or so. Um, so that was one time one of my aunts was like to my sister, just totally unprovoked oh you want a body like me to my older sister and my sister was like no not really um, so my older sister went and told my dad and my dad got really angry he was like who does she think she is like the beauty queen of this like there's this like shithole place in nigeria um, it's like, who does she think she is the beauty queen of this shitty place what? I, I can't even remember where he said it but it was like in like the proper like shithole parts of nigeria like where there's like open sewer in the streets um <laughs> And like my aunt wasn't like she's I don't know how to be diplomatic and say this, but she's not someone who would like if I looked the way she did, I wouldn't go up to people unprovoked and say, You wish you looked like me, if that makes sense. <laughs> because um So you're saying she's not hard enough to be able to be that way, is that what you're saying? No, no, that's why my dad was like, she's like the be- Maybe relative to the rest of them. Be- queen out of this um hey. this shell place in Nigeria because it's like she's not hot at all. Oh, um she not hot at all. I don't know why. Like she's almost sixty. My sister at the time was like twenty two. It's like why would you say that to a 22 year old when you're almost 60 don't you wish you looked like me <laughs> um i don't know nigerian family members can be just really blunt and just like say the first thing that comes into their head without any sort of social filter but yeah we just don't see them at christmas or any other holiday really which yeah yeah my parents have got the block and delete down pat like if they don't like somebody they will just not see them for years uh yeah so if you have a normal family like savannah that doesn't engage with people who are shitty <laughs> like my family or rose family savannah's family which is normal and avoids drama <laughs> that isn't here for the drama <laughs> isn't here for the drama <laughs> yeah you can't really avoid drama all the time so i remember one of my sister-in-law's family i went over to their place for thanksgiving and they each each of her sisters made the same dish and then it was like a passive aggressive fight the entire thanksgiving about whose dish was better and it was weird because it was like why didn't people just make different dishes but it was like they all wanted to make the same dish and then one of them was clearly better to be fair (laughs) so then i had to sit there (laughs) and like take equal portions of all the all of that's the thing because dudes they all just you're not gonna make three turkeys they all just, it's all the dudes just be like, yeah, we'll help. We'll make one big ass turkey. And all the chicks are like, we all made macaroni and cheese. Dish, even though like, t- like two of them weren't that great. And then like, I didn't want to get in the middle of the fight. So then I just pretended like, oh, these are all delicious. But like, then it was like, I kept hearing all these side conversations where they were just talking. She's like, she knows she can't cook. I don't know why she volunteered to cook <laughs> this stuff. So damn. sometimes you get sucked into like, this is how you stay out of drama. Like, just go ahead and be diplomatic about everyone's dish. Okay. Well, you said that reminded me of this one time. This wasn't Thanksgiving. This was uh, a Christmas. So it was a Christmas that most years, most of the time when we do Christmas, it's like the host who does all the cooking. But in this particular case, we hosted Thanksgiving at a different family member's house. And we ended up deciding to do potluck style. And the, the dish that I brought, I ended up bringing like a Tupperware full of cookie dough. And people thought that was fucking weird. Like, why not just... That is fucking weird. already baked. 
And so people were roasting me for bringing like a Tupperware thing of cookie dough. Yeah, and what thinking the fuck's that was weird wrong with fuck. Like, why not just bake the cookies before you get here? They're like, oh, did you run out of time? Is that why you had to like cook them here? Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and like just giving me a hard time for it. I guess the fresh baked cookies are great. But guess but... what? At the end of dinner, when it all t- came time for dessert and I whipped out the baking sheets and started baking them right there, the smell of freshly baked cookies was on another level. Oh. I mean, what happens if someone else needed the oven though? I mean, I, I, I come in around to this, but also you're like, but what if someone else had some dumb thing like oh, that planned? Right? And it created like a whole, ex- there was like almost a performative aspect to it, right? So I'm in there cooking the, you know, making the cookies, they're baking it and they smell so delicious. And then everyone shut the fuck up real quick and they actually tasted how good the cookies were, especially when they're fresh up. I've learned the hard way to like try to keep your pieces unassembled until you go to the actual venue you intend to serve the dish at. Because what? I actually dropped a whole pie that I made. No. <laughs> it was one of those times where there was just black ice everywhere where... You couldn't see it and everything was really, really slippery. And I decided I was going to look cute on Thanksgiving. And so I had these like these really cute thigh high boots on um, that didn't have much grip on the on the bottom of it. So I came down the stairs. There was ice in the stairs. I didn't realize. And I slipped and fell, busted my whole ass and then dropped the pie. So I've actually ruined Thanksgiving because I, when I in hindsight, I was like, you know what? I should have just like I should have either put it like in Tupperware or I should have just not baked it wasn't even like that long of a pie. I should have waited till we were where we were supposed to go, and then just. Well, make you can't. Dish. Everybody can't just be making something. I have That's to ask, though, bro. Did you look like you know that that skit where the woman's like <laughs> dropping the popcorn everywhere, like she trips and drops the popcorn? Did you look like that? Oh, it was exactly like that. <laughs> because I slipped on I slipped on right. ice, so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a graceful fall. It was literally me like like busting my ass. <laughs> so. <laughs> By the way, everybody in the chat is saying black guys because she said black ice, but then it sounds like, but there's, there's in Canada, when I was in Canada, there were like 10 comedians who literally had some joke about, they're talking about black ice and then they're like, to their dad and then their dad's like, black guys, what's the problem with black guys? And like, no, black eyes. <laughs> I fell straight out. Feet, feet up in the air when I fell down, right? Not like a little trip. Did the pie like fall on your face? Like just like peak, peak comedy? <laughs> like the most elastic comedy? Not peak comedy, but it did, it did fall. No, like this a- is peak comedy right now. Nothing can top these hilarious, hilarious ladies. Uh, a pie side down on the sidewalk, so. <laughs> We're almost <laughs> and, there, and everybody. The dish, Thank so you for. It was a portion of the dish, so. Slogging this out. There's that too. Aw. So this is this is a slightly related but kind of unrelated topic. Um, what do you think about Thanksgiving dick? Thanks. What have you ever got Thanksgiving dick? It's like when you sneak away. Oh, what no. the fuck? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I spent Thanksgiving with a boyfriend's family. Oh, oh. I don't know why, but Thanksgiving dick hits right. I can't. I don't know tell me more because I've never experienced this. <laughs> oh, tell the story. Tell the story. I don't understand. What why does this, this mean? Is. You fuck on Thanksgiving? Is that? But holiday dick. Honestly, some of the best for whatever reason. What makes it so good? Because like, if you're in a holiday and you're like, you visit, you're hanging out with like your favorite people. Like, let's say you, you are in a situation. Where I you're, thought you're saying you hate everybody. Your, your families. Really yeah, y'all hate so, your families. You don't like completely overeat, but you eat. You get to eat all your favorite foods, and you're like in that relaxed ida state. Then you just like take a little nap, and then you wake up, and I have no idea, but like the horniness factor is on twelve. Yeah, can't relate. I don't know when I'm with when I'm with family. I feel the exact opposite of horny. <laughs> you don't have school. You don't have work. You know. You know, like next, like the next day, you don't have to do anything. Do you have a specific story to tell us, Ro? Is there like, is, or is this a repeat thing? I mean, it's not very exciting because it's just like I went to my boyfriend's Thanksgiving and then like we snuck away and fucked, and it was it was hitting right, <laughs> and then came back. So maybe it's the fact okay. that you're sneaking away that makes it so hot. It could be that. It could be that you're sneaking away Dirty from the family. There's like this intimate thing about it. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I look forward to holiday dick. I actually think it's better than birthday dick in some respects. Holiday dick. When you said birthday Thanksgiving dick, dick, I don't know why, but I just imagine like a cornucopia. It's the same dick. 
you know that cornucopia with like all the fruits and vegetables in it and it's like that triangular basket i'm just imagining like the cornucopia with you got like the apples and the pumpkins and then just a big old dick right there it's like a bumper crop of penis this year <laughs> bumper Chicks crop obsessed. Of can you find some like really good thanksgiving clapbacks from twitter or something all right so all right wait you're just gonna <laughs> go start digging no twitter one right you, now me. do you ever wonder why all your kids have different last names so you can savor that one for your aunt if you want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she ever tries to jump up during the holidays all your kids have different last names She's ever feeling froggy yeah auntie you're still messing with that girl with the baby me you still messing with that man with the wife <laughs> oh, this is, oh. I know, i've seen this before we're like uh family members will shame guys date women with kids or vice versa women who date guys with kids but i don't know <laughs> what auntie when are you gonna start having kids me when are you gonna stop oh oh yeah i, I don't know I'm with this view. is terrible I know a lot of people are like, no, we should keep the peace around the holidays because it's about coming together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hell no. If someone is insulting me or being passive aggressive, I will declare war on them. I'm like, bitch, I will win. Bitch. I don't even see it in terms of like, oh, family togetherness. Oh, let's cooperate. No, <laughs> if you're going to say something like that to me, I declare war on you. Is it petty? Yes. Do I care? No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's honestly, sometimes that's like the only reason to even show up if you just want to be a spectator. It's not fun to be the drama. No, I love being the drama. You like to be the drama. <laughs> I love being the drama. <laughs> I don't like being the drama because I'm like... <sighs> Molasses just asked in the chat if I'm giving away some Hanukkah dick. You fucking know it. Eight crazy days of dick. I, You know, I feel like people have gotten a feel for my personality here because I feel like I would probably say something horribly mean but accurate. I'm so sorry for that horrible mean but accurate thing I said about you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be World War Three. I think the problem is, is like so many of my other family members are like they can't handle anything so i feel like i feel like the the sane stable family members just most of the time they're just staying out of the drama and then watching like the unstable family members fight no but that's the thing it's, it's always the people who dish it the hardest who have the thinnest skin like my uncle jim for example like he he spent my entire childhood like bullying me horribly until i cried almost every single holiday the moment i say that he's an incel or that he's gonna die single oh all <laughs> of a sudden we have a problem so that's why I see it as justice, not being petty, honestly. I have a crazy ass aunt who like once uh, dropped her baby to fight me, but that's a whole, it wasn't Thanksgiving though. <laughs> Starting to feel like it's maybe you, huh? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. My God. <laughs> my God. It wasn't Thanksgiving though, so I don't know if that was a Thanksgiving story. But I, that aunt's crazy as fuck, so it's like everyone just sort of tolerates her and feels bad for her kids. I do have a piece of advice, like going back into serious mode about how to deal with toxic family members. Um, if you have a fa if you find yourself going to family gatherings and getting really like traumatized or triggered because of people being shitty to you when you were younger, and it just puts you back in that mental state of being like constantly under attack. Anyways, um, if your family member is being shitty to you, but you're not in a situation where you can just clap back and face no consequences, like if there's consequences for clapping back, what I recommend is instead is to do this thing called riding the trigger. So if someone is like shitty to you, it puts you in this mental state of like fight or flight. Like I need to. I need to fight back. It's almost better to just let that that sort of fight or flight reflex to happen. Just like just let the anger kind of flow through your body. See, this is the difference between chicks and guys right here. This uh, this is a classic thing. Some guys being a huge dick to me. I don't always want to do that either. Where I were like, let's not fight about it. But these chicks are like, oh, why don't we? No, you'd be like, hey, you put on a nice smile. Be like, hey, can I get you a coffee after Thanksgiving dinner? Can I get you a coffee? And you go. Sure, and then you put fucking laxatives in that shit, and then you just let nature work its course. 
body and then you'll come out the other side being able to think rationally because in the moment when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling like in attack mode it prevents you from being able to think rationally and so in cases where it's not safe for you to clap back or it's just counterproductive then i would just say ride the trigger wait until you're you no pranks you prank calm down and then come out the other side cooler heads prevail mm-hmm. but i'm petty as fuck so i don't do that so do what i say not as i do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's certainly entertaining, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Lilith. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners ha- out there. Happy Thanksgiving to all say- my listeners out there, because this will be the last, uh, and this is not planned. It just happened that really way. really grateful to all of our listeners and our Patreon subscribers. I'm very grateful to all of my listeners and all the Patreon subscribers and all the scrotes and all the U- YouTube channel members, all of you. So thank you so much for supporting us this year, and hopefully 2022 will be an even better year for us. I fucking hope not. Heck yeah. I Heck can't yeah! It, but we've already, you know, we've broken top 100 in relationship podcasts in the United States. Hell yeah! For a podcast that's not even when did we start March, so nine months old. Yeah, not even nine months oh, old yet. God, we're killing it. So we Has appreciate all of your long? support. Thanks, guys. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash no. the female dating strategy. No, do not check it out. Patreon.com slash low value male. As well as chat with us on the Discord, and you can submit your own roast discord if you want to. If you want us to roast. All right, I'm not playing the rest of this because I don't think there's there's four more minutes left. But I'm like. What, are they just plugging this for four more minutes? Let's just skip forward. Oh, no, it's just all dead air. That's weird. Well, thanks, Lilith. Uh- all right, well, they just fucked up. All right, that's been the show. That's been the show. It's a very special Thanksgiving female dating strategy stream. It had nothing to do with that, but then it had to do with that. We had no idea. All right, thanks very much, everybody, for joining uh, in on the action. We learned nothing today as always we learned nothing we just hate ourselves and so we torment ourselves i guess i don't know what the answer is uh but i appreciate you all thanks very much uh for everybody supporting hanging out have a lovely thanksgiving tuesday night we will be back with a new episode of low value mail i don't know what the topic's going to be yet uh but if you want to join the patreon you can vote on it so there's that Wednesday, new episode of The Bathhouse, 10 p.m. And then Thursday, it is Thanksgiving time. I'm going to be stuffing my fat fucking face. It's going to be glorious. Anyways, peace out, everybody. Appreciate you all. Uh, And we got some credits. I don't know if you guys caught the last one, but we have credits now. Music, courtesy of Chad. Sir Weatherford, Chad Turnuppington. Chad Turnup on YouTube. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a lovely rest of your Sunday, rest of your weekend, and I will see y'all soon. Later. Yeah.